Say, Casey, uh, do you know how much a polar bear weighs? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 30 or 40 pounds at least. Enough to break the ice. Hi, I'm Chris Duke. Today's episode is brought to you by Manic Episodes, Bipolar Disorder, Depression, and Bill's Walsy. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so like we were, we're waiting for Kim. The weather's a little crazy right now. I, I didn't know that it was supposed to get shitty today, but um, we were talking about stuff before we started recording, waiting for Kim, and then we realized, like, oh, this is this is good stuff, stuff of substance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were telling me that you had tried hypnotherapy. Yeah, dude. Okay, so I have been like, like this summer was really bad for me. Like after comedy shut down and everything, um, it I went from being in a position where I was going to be able to move into my own place without roommates and live off of comedy money. Like I made it, you know, like that's the dream. Like, absolutely. I don't care if you like, I don't care if you sell out arenas or whatever, but if you're living off of comedy money, that's, that's how you made it. You know, I don't feel like I had a job and when everything shut down, I obviously lost all that income I stopped working at my part-time job and I went from being in a position to find of finding my own place and without roommates and living on my own to now moving back to my parents' house, <laughs> like at 35 years old, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I was just grasping at anything to try to feel better. I was seeing my regular therapist twice a week. Um, I started a group like a, a therapy group. Like I didn't start it. I, I joined in, oh, okay. you know, at like, oh, a, oh, I got you. I, at I like a hospital, you know, yep, yep, yep. um, there was, uh, there was one point actually earlier this summer where I was on the phone with a friend. I was having a bad day and I said a few things that made that friend feel unsafe, uh, getting off the phone with me without me being somewhere where I could get some help, you know? Um, Personally, I didn't feel like I was in danger, but that friend did. Uh, so they felt like I should go into the hospital and see what happened, which is uh, what I did, you know, because I trust others' judgments when I'm in that sort of shitty space as well. Like I'm able to. That's like that thing we were talking about before we started recording. So John Cleese says stupid people lack the capacity to recognize that they're stupid. Yeah. Really, what that's speaking to is just when you're in too deep into one thing, you lack the the capacity to recognize the danger that you're in yeah so i felt it was really important to listen to my friend who was like you need to go in somewhere uh so i did and then that was a fucking disaster it it was so like that whole story is ridiculous of being in there because like one you know like i said i didn't feel like i was in danger like i trusted myself enough but i went in just in case Mm -hmm. um but they gave me some info about a group uh at the at the hospital that they were running so like Um, doing some outpatient stuff well technically it was supposed to be like three or four hours a day like in the before times it would be three four hours a day twice two or three times a week okay and you would go in okay so yep, yep yep but now it's over zoom you know which is so i think that's intensive outpatient yeah so where you think that's you're what not it is, admitted yeah. you're not a resident correct yeah uh so i started doing those over zoom and i mean 
I'm not going to say where I was doing it or anything like that because the experience was not that great. <laughs> like, yeah. to their credit, they're doing what they can over Zoom meetings and stuff. But, like, I had, from joining the group, uh, my first two weeks of it, so four sessions, I was doing it twice a week. My first four sessions, I had a different therapist in every session. Mm. Which would, which meant I had to explain my story every time. And so, like, the first one, you know, obviously when you first start a therapy thing, you have to tell your background. Like, you expect that. Um, so I went through and told told them what it was, what was happening and everything, and how, how bad I was feeling and why I ended up there. And I felt like the other people were listening. You know, it was... It was nice to have other people who understand, you know, that's what the point of groups is, is For you sure. know, all those other people understand. And then uh, the next the next session was like two days later and they're like, OK, Casey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And I'm like, I already fucking already did. You know, like, what do I got to now you're going to make me really live this again? Like, let's <laughs> can we move start moving forward a little bit? You know? Yeah. And uh and it like, cause it didn't even seem like the therapist compared notes or anything or talked about it. Cause they were asking questions that I already explained to yeah. the, you know, and like, and they weren't like really like specific questions like, Oh, you know, do you remember what jeans you were wearing when this happened? It was like, okay. And what do you do for a job again? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a fucking comedian. Like, like that's, you know, also that's not like a job you forget, you yeah. know? And like, if somebody's like, oh yeah, that guy's a comedian. Like, it's like, oh, that kind of sticks in, you know? Yeah. Like, whereas, it's a unique job. For yeah. Sure. It, it, it stands out a little bit. Uh, so I was getting frustrated with that. And then honestly, some of the other people in the group, um, I felt, uh, I forget how my actual therapist phrase it. She said, uh, she said something about like, I'm like high functioning with, mm. with my depression. Whereas like the other people in the group were like the type of people who like, like one of them literally hadn't like showered in like two months, you know, which is like, I feel awful for people like that, but like, I'm not at that level. So it became to a point where it felt like I was almost running some of the groups, you know, yeah. like we would have some new people come in and they would be like, does anything have anything they want to say to, to the new person to welcome them in? And of course, nobody, you know, everybody's looking away from their screen, you know, and doing all that stuff. And I was just like, all right, fuck it. Like, sure. You know, welcome. You know, we don't judge here. Uh, we're all here to get some help and feel better. And I'm like, am I, am I running this? Like, what is happening? You know, like, and, and, some of the funniest parts were like just the what I what I've started calling it is like the therapist voice, you know, sure. where they're like listening. They're like, yeah, oh, I'm sure that was hard for you. And it's like, don't fucking just yeah. talk to me, you know, like, don't give me this soft voice. That's why I love my my regular therapist is like she'll swear at me and like, you know, she'll just be like, you're being a fucking idiot right now. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know, like that. I love, like, I much prefer that to like, Oh yeah, it's okay. You know? I, uh, I was, uh, there was a psychiatrist that I was seeing, um, at the treatment center that I was at. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had a panic attack because I dealt with or gone through some shit as a child that I didn't realize was like potentially traumatic or like had just never, thought of it in that way i'm learning that too it's fucking weird it's super weird it's so weird dude. so i have this panic attack 
and uh, the the next session, uh, the therapist or the psychiatrist is like, I noticed you uh, had a tough time last session. I was like, yeah, dude. Somebody had to walk me back to my fucking room. Uh, he's like, I'd like to try some meditation. And he pulls out a sheet of paper and he's reading it. <clears throat> and he's like, uh, feel your feet on the ground <laughs> and being rooted. Do you feel rooted? Good. And as soon as I heard him say good, I was like, you fucking. You, yeah. So, was, <laughs> like, so what we you go doing? through the thing <laughs> and he's like, so what'd you think? And I go, did it say good on the sheet of paper? <laughs> He goes, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> He's just reading his script. Oh my god! Nothing makes you feel like you matter less yes. than just like, oh, your emotions are on this paper. Like you yeah. do not give a shit. That's so funny because also now I'm just remembering that this whole story started with uh, hypnotherapy. Oh yeah, yeah. Which we're I'm still like three weeks before I even thought of that. Oh um, okay. Uh, so the well, it helps to give history because I think most people's uh, perception of you is that you are well managed and fairly like you have a good way of looking at things um, as a job, but not in a like rigid way. You're just motivated mm-hmm. and you have pretty clear sight as to how to get to where you want to be. Yeah. So knowing that. Knowing this other stuff about you, I think, helps people realize that, like, depression does not discriminate. Right. It doesn't give a shit what you look like, what, no, you know, it, it how successful you are, anything like that. And I, I try really hard to present, like, a put-together person. You know, a lot of people don't realize how much I struggle, and that's a lot of work that I do on the outside. And it's not necessarily that I'm ashamed of it or anything. It's just, you know, a lot of people don't don't feel comfortable knowing that sort of thing quite yep. yet. You know, we're getting, yeah. it's getting better. It's getting a lot better to be able to talk openly about this sort For of sure. thing. Um, well, and we're of the same age when like, when we were in school, like no, nobody knew how to properly deal with kids right. like us. Right. And that's why, that's what I'm learning <laughs> about. Like my teenage years is like, the more I'm like thinking about it and like kind of going through some stuff, I'm like, Oh shit. That was fucked up, you know, like, well, no wonder I'm like constantly doing this and like worried about this is because this happened with my, you know, my uncle or my parents or whatever. And it's like, and, you know, with that being said, you know, my parents are fantastic. Like (laughs) they, they did the best they could, you know, they, they don't, nobody fucking knows what they're doing. I feel like we're the last generation of people who can like their parents can get away with. They were doing the best they could. Now there's so much more accountability. Absolutely. Like, and that's the thing is like, well, you have kids. Like, I don't have any kids, but like, we're the ones, our generation is going to be the ones who end it, who are that's open. That's the hope, yeah. You know, with like, I've seen you interact with your, your kids a handful of times and like, like I can tell there's like a mutual respect there. Like, you respect mm. them as people, whereas like, I'm not necessarily sure my parents respected me as a person when I was 10 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so hard to to live and to go through that when you feel under somebody. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, like if I ever have a, a child, like, I hope not. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> if I do, like, you know, treat them with, with, like, a mutual respect. Like, I have a friend of mine who's a, a teacher uh, with kids who are, like, 
troubled but like not quite troubled to like be sent to like the bad bad kid school okay you know? i gotcha um so like she's one of the few people in her school she was like just won this big teacher of the year award in her district or whatever because she can connect with these kids and get them to do their homework and shit when no other teachers can and i i literally was just talking to her today about it how it's just a mutual respect thing you know, like absolutely, there are kids in there who like have their phones out in all their other classes and she doesn't allow that in there. And they understand that they know that they have to give them, give her their phone when they come in because it, they respect each other. She respects them. And I think that's so nice to like, it's, it's the way things should be now. Like we have to respect each other as people, whether yeah. you're three years old or you know, 300 years old. Like, it doesn't matter. Absolutely, man. And that's kind of like how I feel, how I was feeling like in that group therapy, you know, how about this for a tie back? Like, because like, I didn't, I felt like just another, like, I might as well have just been a sheet of paper to them. You know, like. Do you, uh, do you mind if I ask what your diagnosis has been? My only official diagnosis is a major depression. Okay. Ma- like, like major, major depression. Yeah. Um, cause you, we sound, you sound very similar to me in that whole, um, to, like to me, the most important thing in the world is sincerity. And when it. you can convey since like, and you do such a wonderful job of that, like no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in those types of settings, it's very insincere. Yeah. When somebody's reading off a that, sheet of paper. That's all I want is genuine, like to be genuine. You know, the sheet of the paper thing is just as bad to me as being like, oh, it's okay. It That sounds tough. Like, yeah, of course it fucking sounds tough. I'm in group therapy, you idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not here for fun. You know, yeah. like I'm not just having a fucking chat. Like, yeah, it's tough. Like, but we know that already. Like, help me, you know, like, like, yeah. let's move forward. Like, you know, and like. It's just, it's so, it's so frustrating when people aren't genuine. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like, even if I, like there are some comics, I mean, even in Minneapolis and anybody can play a little guessing game with who I'm talking about. There's some (laughs) comics that I don't like. I don't think they're, I think they're assholes. Oh, sure. But they're very funny. And, and they're like, they're really funny. They're assholes. But they own the fact that they're assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I respect that. Thank God you made it. Yeah. I'm so happy you made it. Everybody, Kim's here. I'm hosting this podcast now. Are you? Yay! Kim is back. Welcome to my podcast. Um, how was your drive? Speaking to the microphone, please. That's how, <laughs> this, that's how this works. Am I even plugged in? No, not even close. Yeah, you know, to be honest, we, we didn't think you were going to make it, so we didn't bother plugging anything. I off of a county road. I couldn't get down it. Really? Yeah, when I was coming, there's like a little layer of moisture, and now it's starting to freeze. So yeah. it's been rough. Casey and I have been having some fucking breakthroughs in here. We sta- we talked about so much like real shit, and then we were like, yeah. we should probably turn this on because <laughs> like, <laughs> we had some pretty great stuff before we even started recording. Yeah, but I'm sorry. So you were talking about um, the in that group setting and and the lack of sincerity and where to move forward. Right. Um, yeah, like. Oh yeah, because I was talking about there's some comics in Minneapolis. So I oh think are, yeah, you're right. Are Sorry. assholes and they're but they are very funny. But the fact they don't hide that they're assholes, and I like that. Like if you're an asshole, that's fine. We don't have to be friends or anything. Just be real with who you are. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. That's all you got to do. And so like I felt like while I was going through group therapy, 
Kim, to catch you up, I did like some group therapy stuff and then uh, uh, also did some hypnotherapy like in October, which was super fun. Um, But I didn't really like the group therapy because it was so uh, just not sincere, you know, like they were the therapists. I had so many different therapists. I had to explain my story like over and over, over and over. And like it, it felt like they didn't even like talk about it amongst themselves. Like, you know, like a couple of them didn't even know I was a comedian and I had been going for like six sessions already wow <laughs> so it's like you they don't even know anything about you i'm actually glad you're here because i was gonna ask you about this um because i i noticed that because unfortunately i've seen a lot of different psychiatrists therapists and things like that um therapists or people in the mental health field seem to have to try and be as um uh what's the, the phrase i'm looking for is it objective is um like so like is all inclusive is objective yeah is I don't know what you're they trying tra- to they're say. trying to be like <laughs> as objective as possible um to make sure that whatever advice they're giving it's applicable to everybody so that it's not um so like um the thing that I saw a lot was But you also went like the therapists you went to were like on the mental health unit. Yeah. And in treatment. So it's going to seem like that. But when you find an individual therapist, they cater to your needs. Absolutely. Yeah. But you were in a, a group setting. So that's, group. Yeah, yeah. So they're just, yeah, they're, they're just it's like generic. Yeah. Here you go. It'll fit with you somehow. Somehow. Yeah. Well, and the questions that they ask, they want you to answer in a way that sounds like you're capable of problem solving. And they think that that's going to be helpful to the group. But on an individual level, it feels like they're not paying. They're not, they're not really trying to help me. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've never done group type therapy. Like you guys, obviously you guys both have. So I can see words. Yeah. Can I try something real quick? Oh my gosh. It's the microphone. Chris, thing. are you fucking up my podcast? Like I felt bad. I, I want to be like, and can I come back. in and help you? <laughs> yeah. Right. But poor kid. He's like, I'm just Go get your you're gonna eat. I'm not gonna eat right now. It's fine. Just chew into the microphone. It's my podcast. Chris hates that. So I we'd have, have to definitely don't you do group eat of- things on your fucking podcast. But I have um misophonia. He is mesothelioma. <laughs> I can never say that word. You didn't I, even come close. <laughs> I'm I, terrible. <laughs> I may have a master's degree, but I cannot say words. <laughs> All the time I'm like mm, Kids will be like, Mom, what? how do you say this? I'm like, mm, ask your dad. I don't it's know. It's cat. It's <laughs> cat. <laughs> well, that doesn't count. I was going to say big, but big. I'm in so. Yeah, big. what are you going to I couldn't do? understand. I thought Leela was saying something about, I made her tell me a story. The whole, I get so anxious on ice and I have a tiny, mm, tiny car. Yeah. Like Leela told me a story and she was telling me this whole Christmas movie. Mm, and incredible. then she goes, and the the girl was in the bag. She said bag. And I'm like, she was in the back? No, the bag. <laughs> and I go, oh, the bag. It's hilarious. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what she was saying. I love that. Yeah. That's so funny. That's the first instance of that where I've heard like somebody else having an issue with hearing the proper version oh, of it. Okay. Being like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, you're an idiot. <laughs> Are you still living in Monticello? Uh, yeah, for now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm staying around here. Uh, just, I am uh, working at a I don't even know if I should say it because I'm about to talk shit about it. Uh, we can bleep it. You work at a beep. I work at, at a, yeah, that'd be so much more fun. I work at a, a retail store 
that offers uh discounted merchandise is like basically what i'll say and like uh, you were saying all the people at chipotle are like just doing the best they can like yeah the funny thing is like now we have to like spray our register counters between every people and and thing like that and uh people are so impatient you know they see somebody walk away and it's supposed to be like at the bank now where it's like you wait your turn back there then you get called up to the or register. Like at the pharmacy, you stand exactly. behind the line. That's what, how it should be everywhere, all the time, everywhere. You know, why no. people shouldn't be in our bubbles? Period. Exactly. And so people will walk up before I've had a chance to spray, and I like person like I purposely like keep my head down yeah. so I can claim that I didn't see them coming up, and then I just spray the fuck out of their Good. shit. <laughs> like they'll like set their purses down. I'm like, Psh, oh. And then they're, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, you're fucking sorry. Hey. Oh, sorry. Oh, the pups oh, came in. But anyway, Chris, you have yeah. uh, mesothelioma. Yeah, yeah, I have mesothelioma. Uh, I am your loved one. And <laughs> stupid. <laughs> no, that was funny. That was, um, I liked it. But no, so misophonia. Where you hate the noise sound of, people of people chewing. chewing. So it's not just chewing, though. It can be applicable to any sound. Oh, do you hate the, like, the lip smack? Lip smack. Well, but it Ice can, and cups. Yeah. Oh. So I can't because a it's co-worker. usually a like a, a negative thing happened. And then now sounds associated with the, the, like bring you back to that thing. So like the chewing thing, I was stuck in a in a pickup truck with my uncle mm. who chews with his mouth open like Gross. nobody's business. It's fucking Gross. horrific. My brother, my older brother's big mouth chewer oper open thing. It's <laughs> like he can't get the food in his mouth quick enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like he also has diabetes. So I. He yeah. probably is just hungry well, he all the time. clearly got the food in his mouth quick enough. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was so excessive. Okay. No, that... He's got the first one, the type one where <laughs> no, he... it's, yeah. not, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Type two, it's your fault. <laughs> oh my God. Shame on you. Oh. Do you have a ponytail? <laughs> no. No. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, I could. Oh, I thought no, it wasn't a no, pony. No, this is what this is what I've been doing. I've been shaving the this, oh. so I just have like the long, long top part right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love doing that, but uh, I have to because this hair right here on the side of my head. Is, uh, do we broadcast video on this podcast? Well, sure, sure, yeah, it's um, right there. Sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, for the listeners at home, I'm touching my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this hair on the side, like right above my ears, goes like this, like like a crown, <laughs> uh, clown afro, like the guy on The Simpsons. Yes. Yes, I show Bob. Bob. So, so if I have long hair like this, it goes, ah, and then I look like fucking like you stick your finger in a socket. Yeah, exactly. When you have your hair down like that, you look like uh, like a like a chef from Sweden. Oh yeah, you do. You look like a Top Chef guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. You thought it was gonna be negative? Uh, I mean, I was kind of hoping, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) No, that well, that was fun. Um. Okay. No, I took my hat off on stage uh, when I was playing the House of Comedy over the Halloween weekend. I forget why, but like I've been wearing a hat so much because I'm like really self conscious of how bad it looks. Like, yeah, I like the way my hair looks from the front. Like when it's tucked by, <laughs> when it's tucked behind my, you're like looking head on in yeah. the mirror. I'm like, oh, this doesn't look so bad. And then I'll see a picture from like the side, and it's like, what in the fuck are you doing <laughs> with your hair? So like, I wear hats on stage and everything, and like, I like took my hat off, and like, I was like, that's the most vulnerable I've ever been on stage. And they like, <laughs> they like clapped for me. It was so fucking stupid. 
I, we are all over the place. My, right? I'm sorry. I come no. in here and I just like my, threw us my back. brother took my brother was on our our podcast a few weeks ago and he took his hat off and he must have seen my eyes get like kind of yeah. bigger because he's losing his hair. Oh, and he was Young. like, should I? I was like, I just was going to say it was very brave of you. He's like 24. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and that's another thing is like it. my hair, my hairline in the front is going farther back every day. Yeah. And now I'm realizing. Like Jojo Siwa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing the back of my head is also going bald now, too. So I'm just like. It's going to catch up to each other. Eventually they're going to run into each other. As long as I that's can. What, that's why I won't let Chris cut his hair because it's like this is mm-hmm. it's going to keep going. You still got to. But he's going to he's getting a little uh, Jojo Siwa tension alopecia is what they call it. Oh. He wears his hair up all um, the Excuse time. me, oh. it's called hypertension alopecia. Oh, it's not hypertension alopecia. <gasps> Hypertension's your blood pressure. Deborah, <laughs> if you want to challenge me on this one, I'll challenge you. Grab your phone. Oh. oh, and also grab my nicotine gum. Yep. Oh, I see. Dude, that's so funny. The nicotine gum is, is hilarious. My uh, my dad quit smoking like probably five, six years ago now. Uh, actually, a lot longer than that. And uh, he he still chews the nicotine gum, and so now instead of like you know after dinner he's like ah, I'm going out for a gum. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, That's so funny. Go grab a little piece of gum and chew on it. I love it's it. It's hilarious. I love the nicotine gum. Hey, anything to like keep him from smoking so much, you know? Cause, yeah. Like, My mom's smoking with COVID right now. I'm like, if she lives through this, then we're all gonna be okay. We are. It's solved. We have a, a judgment in the argument of which Tra- they call it traction alopecia. Traction. We were both wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, idiot. Gradual hair loss type caused in, primarily by pulling force from being applied to hair. Type Frequent in, wearers of having their hair in ponytails, pigtails, or braids. Hypo. Hyper. You said hypertension. All right, it's a race. I went to the doctor recently and they told me to cut out the sodium because I have high blood pressure. Oh, yeah. And there's sodium in everything. I know. Alopecia hypertension is associated to your heart disease. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kim Duke, you're right. Well, I mean, but I wasn't wrong. Do you so have you a can sounder? Have, huh? Do you have a sounder that says Kim no, Duke, you're right? I should, you should though, because it never happens. Uh, for the listeners at home, this is my podcast. Get Kim a sounder. <laughs> send her in. Um. So no cup of noodles for you. There's like 1,300 grams, milligrams of no, sodium in it. Uh, I've, I cut carbs like quite a bit. I was going to say, when I walked in, you looked like you lost weight. Yeah, I know. I'm hot now, huh? It <laughs> I was like, holy crap, yeah. it looks like you lost weight. Like, is it the black paint or is it Casey? No, it's, it's a little bit of both. I, I, went, I went ahead and, and gained the weight that you lost. Yeah, I weight. gave it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no, I've got a little ways to go, but yeah, I've, I've, I've done pretty well. But, uh, Did you do keto or you just went lower carbs? I'm so, like, the type of person who can't follow, like, a yeah, strict yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm like... I'll just you know if you keep your carbs low and exercise it's gonna work yeah you know yeah, yeah. like you're gonna slip up every once in a while like i had taco bell this afternoon hell yeah you did but like <laughs> it's fine you know like yeah i also ran five miles today so Holy it's, yeah. shit. it's fine you know like it's gonna be okay yeah yeah do you run outside or do you do i ran indoor? outside today okay oh. it was nice out today it though. was it was a really nice I like uh, a few months ago, I got plantar fasciitis in my left foot, which put me on the sidelines for like two months, I think. Uh, I did a thing with uh, comedian Josh Florhog. Him and I set a goal in September 
to run uh, the hilarious length of 69 miles in the month. Um, and we both did it. Like it, wow. we both did it and it was so fun. It was so worth it. But about four or five days into that little challenge, yeah. I got fasciitis. <sighs> and so I ran like fucking 50 miles with like on plantar fasciitis and it just hurt so fucking bad. Oh my gosh. Did, did you get the inserts that are specific for that? I didn't do anything. <gasps> I just kept running. Oh, with no. regu- and you ran it off, huh? My regular shoes. I didn't run it off. It still hurt yeah. at the end of September. Did you do the... Uh... You have a roller? Did you? Do I that? would roll it out on a yeah. golf ball. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I would ice it a little bit. I would massage it. Uh, I would do what I could, but it still hurt so fucking bad. Yeah. So uh, the end of September, I was like, okay, I'm just not running. Uh, I'm taking some time off. And then one day I was feeling good in like mid-October. And I went for a run and I made it like quarter mile and I felt it like kind of snap back and hurt again so i was like god dang it then uh two days ago i was like you know what i'm feeling pretty good i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna test it a little bit and i was doing a quarter mile at a time i would run you know like Mm -hmm. vin diesel i would just run and i ran out there and it wasn't hurting and who the dogs just came in yeah yeah close until it shuts harder pull Oh no! Oh, man, your whole this whole house is garbage. Now, now. we gotta now we gotta turn we gotta it refund throw it away. You refund. Gotta, you gotta throw it away. I've got a tent in my trunk. He can close can the in. doors, but he can't shut off lights. No. Here no. we go. Every light in this house is on and outside. Oh, it drives me crazy. I just saw a meme <laughs> the other day of like a dad like with that face, like, or the lights on and you're not in the room, and I'm like, that's me, and I'm not even an old guy. <laughs> well, you're getting there. Getting there. Uh, so yeah, I, I tested it two days ago yeah. and it felt good. Um, it started to hurt around, I got to two miles, like doing like a quarter mile, half mile at a time. Uh, and then this morning I woke up and I haven't been feeling great mentally. And I was like, I'm going to go move around a little mm-hmm. bit. And I was like, we're just going to run until it hurts or, or until it starts to hurt. You know, not yep, like, yep. not yeah, like yeah, until yeah, I can't yeah. fucking walk, you know, yeah, I'm not yeah, a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I went out and it just never hurt. Wow. And then next thing I know, I was like. I'm at five miles right now. And I was just like, God damn it. And not only that, but it was like a nine minute pace. Like, oh, wow. I'm like, holy shit. Like the whole time, like I got slower and slower at yeah, each yeah. mile, but like to keep up a nine minute pace after not running for like a month and a half and like no pain at all. I'm stoked right now. Yeah. Cause like, I, I, that's why you ate T-Bell. You're yeah. Like I earned yeah. that. Well, that and I was stoned, but you know, like, <laughs> But yeah, there were many factors as to why. <laughs> Running. I love we it. We don't, oh God, no. I love I've it. never gotten that runner's high that people talk about. I mean, I don't I don't know if I ever like have gotten like the runner's high, but I definitely like, like I think they call it like flow, like mm. being in flow yeah. when you're running. Like it just feels like you're floating. Your breath is perfect and you're like, you yeah. don't, you're not thinking about what you're doing oh i think about it the whole time Mm -hmm. i look at okay how far no same i can't run i think i ran a full mile once in my life like not walked at all Mm -hmm. and i was so excited about it and i haven't done it since what are you gonna do chris doesn't like to run either so that's fine i feel if you don't like it you don't like it i just don't like it like i like my parents smoked so heavily growing up i feel it and i use this as an excuse but i feel like i have like really bad secondhand smoke so i just can't breathe when i run i also feel like i run weird like mm-hmm. I don't land on my feet right. See, that's the thing too is like if you're like slapping your feet or whatever, it's, yeah, it's yeah. gonna hurt. Yeah, 
Well, with the 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 um, plantar fasciitis thing, like there's insoles that are specific to um, dealing with that, and then you gotta you gotta work your heel mm-hmm. like up to the Achilles tendon. Work yeah. the heel, go down. It's a whole fucking thing. What this I did episode is, is uh, sponsored by um, Dr. Scholl's thing by being old as shit. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, well, well this is gonna I be got, called the geriatric episode. Uh, I got different shoes. Oh, uh, just I, to run. Yeah, like just in. Uh, it, at the end of August, I got new shoes, and I think that's what may have uh, caused the the plantar fasciitis oh. in September. Uh, but I kept running on them, and then no, uh, you broke them in. Yeah, and then uh, recently, like middle of October, I got a different pair, like really, really nice ones. Uh, a very lovely friend of mine bought them for me Ooh. for my birthday a month in advance, and so. Uh, I was able to use them a couple of days ago and today, and they feel so fucking good. Like Aww. they feel fantastic. So I'm stoked Beautiful. to be able to run again. I just bought a bunch of like cold, cold weather running gear and stuff. So I'm like, Hell I'll, yeah, I'll rile up. I'm gonna be out there. So if you're in Monticello, come and throw shit at me or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we live in a very active neighborhood too. Where me and Chris, really? we just don't yeah. fit in yeah, here we're, either. We're indoor cats. Yeah, we're indoor. Yeah, when I'm seeing yeah. all these people walking their dogs and waving at each other, and my fat dog is just like, <laughs> "When are you gonna walk me?" Wrong, no thanks. Wrong owner, buddy. You know what's interesting actually is if I run in the city, I'm not afraid of like getting hit by a car or anything because people are like aware yes right but yeah. out here i've almost gotten hit so many fucking times i don't know if it's because people aren't aware they're not like mm. there's not as many pedestrians and so they're not looking yeah. right. or if they're just like fuck you you're running in the road i'm gonna hit you because like i've i've slapped the hood of a car before because oh he was gosh. about to hit me and i'm just like what the fuck you know like yeah but that happens like it happened right out here like by the walmart in monticello yeah, oh well, that's those a people bad over spot there, you know Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Why do they drive like assholes? I don't know. There? And you know that. <laughs> speaking of like spraying people, yeah. When when this whole thing started, and they weren't cleaning the carts, so I went and sprayed my cart like crazy. And this guy like using enough spray. <laughs> Be like, fuck you guys. Spray him in the face. I know. And now I'm like, man, I should have just sprayed him and been like, sorry. Don't talk near me. Don't, yeah. (laughs) And I was wearing a mask. He was. And I was like, of course not. What are, okay, what are these masks? Okay. So, uh, you know, the plastic face shield that goes, it like connects on your forehead and goes down. What's it do? But how does well, it prevent all, from anything coming up? That does nothing. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, people think that's the only thing you have to wear. But then also, I've seen this lately a inverted face shield where it hits on your chin and then it comes up the height of like a normal mask, except for it doesn't connect to your nose. And it's just a plastic. Droplets are just going to yeah. drop down. It does in nothing. There. It no. does absolutely no. nothing. And it, like, there's no point you may as well not be wearing them. Yeah. yeah. Layla really wanted one because um, the place that I go to get my nutrition shakes. She wears them, and I'm like Layla. It's not protecting. That, like it's that's not the droplets are going to drop right in there. Yeah, and out. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. You sneeze, it's right out. Because like, I wear a mask to protect other people. Like yeah. I don't, I don't give a shit about myself like enough to care about like a little respiratory disease. <laughs> I can just say this. <laughs> that's like a guy saying like, yeah, she had herpes, but I don't. It's funny you say that, actually, because I have a story. <laughs> about herpes? <laughs> no, not about herpes. Oh, COVID uh, herpes? Um, actually, the actual story is uh, I was with a woman about a year ago who I had dated in the past. And then we, like, you know, touched base again and ended up hooking up. 
um, because we had been together before and trusted each other. We did not use protection. Mm -hmm. And then uh, about a week later, she messaged me and she's like, hey, I just tested positive for chlamydia. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fucking awesome. And so uh, she goes, I was like, well, have you been like with anyone else or are you like, like, was it just me recently? Like not caring, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. And she was like hesitant to like say, you know, she's like, well, uh, no, uh, I think, well, um, no, it was just you. And I'm like, come on. Mm. Like, this is more than like getting a little jealous, you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. like just be honest, be real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like immediately I went and got tested and everything and uh, it came back all negative like nice. for everything. And that's hard because guys will not, sh usually they don't show any symptoms. So you could, right. yeah, so you're lucky. And I was like, man, I'm out here just spreading it because that like, I ah, fuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't have any symptoms. You're like the asymptomatic chlamydia spreader, but you didn't right. have it. Exactly. <laughs> But the thing is, like I was telling like a few of my friends, you know, I was like, oh, I just had like a uh, somebody tell me that I might have chlamydia. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've had that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why does everyone like because it's never they I've... give you one pill and it goes away. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's like it's not that Did big. They of a all deal. go to St. Cloud State because that's like Probably. the chlamydia capital. Of... Probably. I've yeah. heard that about St. Cloud and Mankato, too, as well. Yeah. So. well have... I've never had chlamydia. Have you heard? Uh, I never have either. Ari Shafir's bit on chlamydia. I haven't. So chlamydia uh clears up in 10 days right and he's like so this disease shows you that people cannot stop fucking that's true all that's it would really take was funny. for everyone to just stop fucking for 10 days but we just can't do it well all it would take for everybody <laughs> to not get covid is to stay inside for three months it's a good point and we can't do that that's also true. Even in the beginning, it's like they tried doing everything they could. And no one could stop bitching. It's like if we all just stayed home for three weeks, 21 days, nobody goes anywhere. Mm -hmm. Boom. Mm -hmm. Eradicate it. I get it. Like, I, I get it, though. Like, when it's somebody hard. tells me I can't do something, I I'm know. like, well, now I fucking want to do that. I know. You know? You know, I have no interest in making a souffle, but now I yeah. take my hat off. I'm a Swedish chef and I have to make a souffle. <laughs> you know, like, it's like uh, if someone's like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, now I'm going to fucking try. I know. I'm you like, know? I don't even want to like, I don't really like going to the Mall of America a lot. But now I'm like, now I want to go. Well, I mean, that's open, but I still yeah. not definitely not. going. Oh, my God. It's garbage down there. Ugh. Yeah. They, the, that's the chlamydia capital right it's, now. It sure is. Everybody's <laughs> just fucking in there. Crazy. <laughs> that is the the fourth floor used to be yeah. dedicated just to that. Yeah, you walk in on floors one through three. They hand you a mask. Fourth floor, they hand you a condom <laughs> and, and dick sanitizer. Not even hand sanitizer. It's specifically for spermicide. Dicks. Yeah, spermicide. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. We are so all over. Okay, the let's go back to this group there. I'm, I, I want to go back say, to the mental health part because so I was gone. You guys drive. the. I'll talk about whatever yeah, yeah. you want. Okay, so we uh, were going over like the sincerity aspect of things Yeah, and um, kind of this backstory. So to fill you in, like we um, we were leading up to this hypnotherapy that he had done. Oh, I would love to hear about this yes, hypnotherapy. Yes, okay. yes. Um, so what happened is I before I started the group therapy, I made a post on the social media about like, I'm starting this new therapy to hold myself accountable, you know, mm -hmm. and also get attention. And because <laughs> it helps a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and an old friend of mine uh, who used to manage a club in town uh, reached out and said, she's doing therapy now, uh, hypnotherapy. And if I would like to try it to like, you know, I can call her and touch base. And because she was such a friend, a good friend of mine, I was like, okay, you know, I'm at least going to, 
listen and see what yeah. it is. if it was just a random stranger i'd be like fuck off mm -hmm. but you know this is a woman i i know well i trust and i i uh, think she's a great person so i reached out and she explained to me how it works and uh we signed up and we did it just over zoom and you know like the thing i was worried about was like am i gonna be like drooling all over myself you know like completely mm -hmm. knocked out hypnotized and it wasn't it's not like that at yeah. all like i i was very aware the whole time it it almost took a good like 15 20 minutes for me to realize it was happening okay. you know because i still felt like like i was trying to think of answers and things to the questions but like it was she was like just say the first thing that pops into your mind and so stuff. you're still cognitive so like yeah like if i had to go to the bathroom during it i would know that i had to go to the bathroom and be like hey you know we have yeah, to stop yeah. um so it was it was fantastic like, so what is like hypnotherapy like what's it good for for treating uh what it this is the fascinating part is it changed my life like it was like a switch went off in my head we the session took about two hours and we started she started by asking questions about like certain things like dealing with my childhood and things like that, like the first scene that pops into my head, you know, like she asked what what I want to do, like spe specifically what I was struggling with was accepting like the love that people give me. Like mm -hmm. I, I am very, very untrusting when it comes to people like, more specifically like romantically but also just in general yeah um i push people away a lot so like if i start making really good close friends with somebody then all of a sudden i'm just radio silent for like a month to like push that away because for whatever reason like things happen like in, my, yeah, in my yeah in my childhood i've been hurt by so many different people that it's like i i don't want to put myself in that situation anymore. so did you have a lot of friendships as a child that like you got really close people and then something yeah. would happen okay. yeah and, and even as an adult like yeah. you know yeah. the whole thing of like oh you know i was hanging out with a group of people and then like i was dating this one woman and then we kind of broke up but it wasn't like an official breakup but then she slept with like my best friend to like get back at me type you know stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, like yeah. Uh, where like people just broke my trust that I would put in them. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and it takes a lot after a while, you're just like, what's the point? Right. Like you, yeah. yeah. And if I break, put these walls up and then I just like engage with these people, then I won't get hurt. Like right. I've been hurt before. Right. Yeah. And, and it like, I, I was at a point, like I've been at points in my life where like, I feel like I'm, I've I've said multiple times like I don't have anybody in my life who hasn't let me down in some way or another you know which sure. I mean also that's life you know that's part of life that's like the way it yeah. goes sometimes um, so what we wanted to focus on in the hypnotherapy was being able to feel like I'm worthy of other people's love and like you know accepting it and allowing it and being trusting that people do love me and care about mm -hmm. me. And so we did a very, very quick, like, I'm going to walk you down these stairs. You know, she's like, close your eyes, you know, take some deep breaths in and out. And then, like, she would, like, snap a few times. And, like, she was like, okay, now picture yourself here. And then, like, and then you kind of sit with, like, your head down mm -hmm. a little bit. And then you just say whatever pops into your head. So she was asking me questions about my childhood and stuff and 
we the a couple of the scenes that we like built or whatever where i went to my memories i guess is what you could call them yeah um, they were from like when i was like seven you know like like very very young yeah and so what we actually did is she asked questions and we got more specific about those memories and like walked through it and we did like three separate scenes that we were dealing with and then one by one we went in and me as 35 year old adult male casey went and physically sat with seven-year-old casey and had a conversation like in my head i was there Mm -hmm. like i my eyes were closed you know i was there looking at myself as a younger person and telling myself that it's okay to accept this love and everything like that and like going back that far into things rewires something in your brain you know because like whatever happened in those crucial moments made my brain go this way okay but then so i've been going this way my entire life and that's why it's been so hard for me to accept love and things like that so we went all the way back to like that fork years ago that's crazy Yeah, yeah that like fork in the road and we went the other way and after the session, I woke up and it was a different person. Like, wow. I, the the most amazing part of it to me is after talking to my younger self, we talked to the depression in my head, which she asked me to visualize it. And at the time, I told her it was like a dark like scary looking cloud like like a bunch of scribbles if you just like take a pen and just like jerk off a clown or something like (laughs) just make like a fucking thing it had like a mean face so like seven-year-old depression what it would look like seven-year-old exactly what a seven like a very young kid would draw as depression an angry dark cloud and uh one of one of the things like i can remember all of this that's you know how aware yeah, yeah, you yeah. are during which the therapy yeah, which yeah. is great um so we talked to the depression and at one point she was like okay now i want you to ask the depression to leave and i didn't want to that's the fascinating thing to me is she was like and now we can ask it to leave and it'll just go away and i'm like i don't i don't want that like mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with that because you found of, so much comfort because in because I've been yeah, living that yeah, for entire, so long. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, well, how about this? We'll give it a different job. Right. So she fed, was like feeding me these lines to say to the depression, like, okay, I appreciate that you're here. I appreciate that you're here to protect me from being hurt, but it's not working for me anymore. And I need you to, instead of making me sit in bed all day and like, be not productive i need you to help me i need you to feed me ideas for writing i need you to motivate me i need you to do this Mm -hmm. and as i was you know saying this to the depression with my eyes closed and all this stuff this black cloud no shit, started to transform and it transformed in my mind from a dark scary cloud into like this green like welcoming circle with like a happier face on it wow and it like now it lives in my head as a helpful thing instead of like this crazy cloud yeah. and it like it a switch went off in my head and it was 
amazing. It was so fantastic. I couldn't believe how crazy it worked. That's awesome, man. I've <clears> never, <throat> I guess I, I've never heard of hypnotherapy. Now I'm like, Damn, I've heard now of I want to do that. And to get like two hours worth of it is amazing. Cause yeah. yeah, like you go to a, and I'm not trying to, I'm not downing on therapy, but like 50 minutes, it's like, once you start like getting, hashing it out, like first, yeah. like, how's your week been? And then you start hashing the shit that's happened in a week mm-hmm. or two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, let's go back to my past. It's like, okay, well now it's time to go. It's like, right. Crap. And then you're constantly like checking the clock, like oh, yeah, I, I got, do that all. I got of, one yeah, more thing I, I like, want to oh sneak gosh, in. Oh my gosh, here, I hope I can. Yeah, I yeah. hope I don't go over my time. And yeah, instead of just being able to talk about whatever is yeah. flowing out of your head, but and it yeah. feels like you got like you got to root of a lot of the problems instead of like talking like over and over like yeah. oh my childhood was like this. It's like you got to at least go we, there. We went there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, the the process is called. I hope I'm saying this right. Rapid transformational therapy. Okay. Uh, so if anybody wants to look it up, and also uh, anybody, please reach out to me, and I will hand, I will give you uh, the therapist's name. Uh, her name is Rachel. Uh, she is incredible, uh, I, and I've been telling everybody. Yeah. About so you this. just did the one session. I just, I, I actually did two. You did um, do two. I okay. did, I did a second one. Um, the first one was much more helpful than the second one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I didn't. Like the second one, I kind of knew what I was getting into, so it wasn't as dramatic as a change. It still helped very much. Yeah. Um, but I would say after two, I'm good. You know, wow. like, like I'm not like cured forever. No, no. Um, but like it, it was big time, big time change. Wow. And and after, even after just the one, like most people do one or two, and that's it. And Damn, it's I feel crazy. like I need to do that. Well, it, I I like the way the way that you're looking at it too, because um, I've been talking about this with a, a friend of mine who um, we have a mutual friend who has mental health issues, um, but they just say that they have a mental health issue with no resolve. It's so it's it is an excuse for certain behaviors and yeah. flaking out on things and. Um, so the fact that you're uh, signifying that this is not the life changing in that it cures all, it just allows you to be present to be able to handle like the normal shit that everybody has to deal with. Um, right. When we have mental health issues, people who uh, struggle with mental health issues, um, like life is difficult as it is. So when you... <laughs> Uh, um, pile on all of the things that have been going on recently. Like we've, we were able to survive based on what we knew was working. And now that this fucking curveball has come, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Like our whole process for, of survival was completely fucked up. I feel up. like a lot of people too, like, like your group, like your guys's coping skill was using comedy. Yeah. Comedy was your main coping skill. I, and for that to be taken, I mean, you can still write and all that, but like a lot of it was writing, but performing it in like the audience and the people, even the people like being around all well, those. It's comedians. a relationship. Yeah. Like it's an actual, we start to learn. We know what will get the crowd to have a, a certain reaction. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. you have this relationship where you genuinely feel like, you know, somebody like the crowd becomes somebody. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like yeah. someone was literally taken out of your life like that. And your I, livelihood, yeah. if you make money doing it. I did it. not realize how much I needed 
the performing aspect of yeah. comedy until it was taken away from me. And then it changed everything, you know, like, yeah. a, like I said, it was, uh, at the, at the end of the summer, like I was close to, I was about to make it, you know, I was supposed to move out and onto my, into my own place without any roommates and live off of comedy money. And then it's all canceled and taken away. So not only am I moving home, but I also now don't get that feedback yeah. of, you know, that validation yeah. every that week, you know? Cause I mean, I was working every week. I think I had, I mean, this is just bragging. So feel free to like hate on me no, for this. No, like, no, oh, not Cause you worked really hard yeah, for it. That's yeah, the thing. Had, it's not like it just like your grandfather was the comedian. Your dad was, and here you go. Right, it's, yeah, it's here just, we you are. get it. No, yeah, I, you're not I, with grandiose ideas. <laughs> I love <laughs> uh, He's not one of the assholes I was talking about earlier. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I had, I think I had four weekends last in all of 2019 where I didn't have a show Friday wow. and Saturday. Like there were somewhere I had, you know, maybe a Friday or a Saturday off, but to have both off, I think I only like four times. Uh, and like a couple of them were by choice. Cause I was like traveling, like, uh, for, oh, like sure. fun, you know, and took yeah. a vacation or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I was there, I was constantly on stage, like at least once a week, I think it averaged to like three or four times a week I was on stage getting that validation from everybody and also just having a fucking blast because yeah. like comedy is fun and if you're not having fun doing comedy you're doing it wrong mm -hmm. you yep. know mm -hmm. and then it's all gone and it's like and then not only was it gone but then there was like I did one show in July you know where it was like okay we're coming back a little bit and yeah. like and it went well and then you get that you get that boost and you're up here and then it's like oh now it's dropping dropping Again. and that show yeah. was on a saturday and by wednesday i'm fucking depressed yeah. you know and the same thing is kind of even happening right now you know like we're in the middle of a, our second like major shutdown and uh i was able to sneak into uh sets the friday night everything was shut down you know it was shutting down at friday at midnight yeah, or whatever. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i i snuck in a couple of sets at the house of comedy in the mall and they were packed there were like a hundred people, which at the mall, like I know it sounds like a well, hundred people in one room. The mall is fucking huge. <laughs> like yeah, that yeah, yeah. that room, that comedy room is enormous. Yeah. They were all spread out. It was like the I feel the safest place to do comedy in the city. Uh, so I snuck in two sets that night. I did one on the early show, one on the late show, and they both went really well. And it was really fun. Yeah. And now I'm at that spot where I'm like now, you know, two weeks later and I'm like, fuck like it sucks yeah, you know yeah and just not knowing when it's gonna come back you know it, it hopefully will at some point I think but it will. It's, it's just it's just so hard you <laughs> well know? eventually everyone's just gonna get it and then we're gonna eventually that vaccine's gonna come out and if people decide to get it they get it if they don't and that's okay i mean people make they make choices what they want for their bodies mm. yeah yeah the but. only time the only time I did stand up, I was gonna do the Sisyphus contest, mm -hmm. uh, but just we just Something had way happened. too much going on. Yeah. Work was crazy. We were about yeah. to move, so oh, I, I went right. to Keller that one night. Yeah, to there, test yeah. out my my set, and even that, I still kind of felt like. I had gotten away with something. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like rather so than naughty. like ha having a normal set, I was like, Ooh, I can't believe I got out of there alive. Like mm -hmm. it was just so fucking weird. Well, what's so funny is like, 
uh, last spring, I had I had just started like taking a few gigs where I was I was headlining. You know, I yeah, I wasn't like headlining a, a yeah. club or anything like that. But these little bar shows, people would call me and be like, "Hey, can you put together a show?" And you know, here's your budget. You can have however many comics you have. You you know, like whatever you want to do. So what I would do is I would bring usually one other person with me and have them do like 30 and then I would go do around an hour and I had just started, you know, being able to do an hour. I was stretching it with crowd work and stuff like that. But then when like everything shut down and we came back and I'm like, now none of these jokes, like, I don't feel like I want to go out there and be like, Ooh, fucking dick jokes. You know, like the the world has changed because not only is everything shut down from COVID, but then we had all the fucking protests. Yeah. And like like it just didn't feel right to be mm-hmm. on stage and be like, Ooh, you know, look at this fucking water squirting flower, you know, like it's <laughs> just dumb bullshit. Yeah. So I've started just kind of talking to more people. I did one set at Sisyphus where I did a half an hour where I just basically talked to everybody in the crowd and asked them what they would do if we formed a civil war. Uh, like squadron like an army squadron like with them you know i had this guy over here he was like our tech guy because he worked in it you know and then this guy over here was like the muscle because he was like a mechanic you know and like and it just i love crowd work it was so fun it was so fun and now that's like basically what i've just been doing yeah because it feels like the written dumb material like oh man you know i hate traffic it's like (laughs) fuck off with this like just connect with other people yeah i like that and i think people they're now want to feel more connected because we are so disconnected for Mm -hmm. so long Mm -hmm. yeah well in the midwest it's it's so much more rough because we already don't get to see each other as much once it gets cold anyways yeah right like right maybe like a stereotype or whatever but yeah people really do hunker down so like the open mics were a point where we would be like, "Oh fuck, it's good to see you." You can and socialize, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's not, it's not like we, we when we can organize like, let's all go to the beach this weekend and like mm-hmm. have all the comics meet up and shit like that. Like, comics meet at the beach, beaching on the comics. Well, just, just you know. No, I know. Random activities. Know. <laughs> trying to, you know. Oh, wait, beaching on the common? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, we're just going to try to move past whatever just happened. I don't know what just happened. Uh, <laughs> I think I had a mini stroke for a second. It's funny how people... Uh, it's insensitive. We have a genuine stroke victim here. A genuine you know stroke funny victim. Is when Chris... I thought I heard you in the background, but when Chris was like, do you have anything bad to say? I want to say his cerebral palsy wasn't real. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> That's not what it was. It was Bill's palsy. That's not what it was at all. So you're right. I did fake cerebral palsy <laughs> for quite some time. It took time. me like five minutes to remember the... Re- I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't say that. There you go. Another uh, example where I don't know words. Oh, words. No, words I are mean, hard. You know, palsy, palsy, whatever. Who yeah. cares? One palsy, the other palsy. Yeah, one kind of diabetes, you got the other. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Um, where were you going? Yeah, what was I trying to... I can't I was going to ask you... Oh, I was going to... I had a thing I was going to say oh, about uh, the moment, one of the moments I realized um, it's better to just talk to people and connect with the audience oh. for real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, I had started transitioning. I was at the Mall of America um, in, like, the end of September, and I, I went to transition into just a written, dumb joke, 
and there was a, a table of uh, black women who were sitting like it's relevant don't worry and they like I was like oh you know I've had a rough summer and one of them just goes you have <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like fuck you're right you know and yeah, then like, yeah, yeah. like I was just like god damn it you know and it was so fucking funny and, like it was all very lighthearted and stuff but we connected yeah. in that moment you yeah, know yeah. and uh the funny thing is, is like I, I brought it back around by saying uh, I was like, you know, but the nice thing is we're all here together, you know, like we're all here having a good time together and laughing. And like, honestly, uh, one of the things that makes me the happiest in life is making people laugh. And so, you know, as much as has been taken away from us uh, lately, I still feel like uh, making people laugh makes me feel happy yeah. until um, about a week ago. I was kind of seeing a woman. And uh, I went to kiss her goodbye, and she she couldn't kiss me because she was having a case of the giggles, she said. Uh, and then on the drive home, she called me and broke up with me. So now even making people laugh <laughs> makes me feel hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so fucking funny. Because that funny. was 100% real. That <laughs> legitimately happened. What? I was like, I've got a case of the giggles. It was so funny. Like it was. Do you think just, she was laughing about how she was gonna break up with you? <laughs> I I fucking <laughs> hope so. I oh my She's god. She was laughing about what song she was gonna listen to before she called to break right, up. Right. Yeah. You. To fire herself up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. It was like. You know, like truthfully, I I wish it was one of those things, but it was truthfully one of those things where it was just kind of an awkward situation. Like, yeah, uh, oh. she wasn't able to like tell me she wasn't quite into it. Oh, uh, you know, we were like yeah. watching a movie or whatever, and like, you know, like holding hands, but she like her hand was like somehow oh. cold, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, she's not really into this anymore. So like, uh, when I was leaving, I like went to like hug her, and then like like we had been, you know together for like a couple of weeks at that point so it it wasn't like i wasn't like taking a chance to kiss her goodbye you know right. yeah uh, so then i leaned down and she kind of like turned away and was like laughing she's like i'm sorry i just i can't stop giggling right now and i was like okay and you know and then i was like all right well you know you were like that's really sick. i was like i was like this is where you can't stop giggling for like for like that long yeah. you know like come on <laughs> like, especially after watching the green mile i mean that's rough. <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice Look at you. Excellent work. <laughs> Thanks. Way better Had than that. Had a lot of time to think on my yeah. drive. <laughs> Way better than that beach thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the, like that was just real. She like called me on the way home. She's like, no, you're right. I didn't. See, I've been trying to break up with Chris for 15 years. Yeah, yeah, it's I can rough. tell. I can tell. We're coming upon 15 years in a couple days. In a what? couple of days? Holy shit. Dating yeah, for 15 yeah. years. Wow. That's incredible. Our big fuck you to the Japanese was we started dating on the day of Pearl Harbor. A true American hero. <laughs> Just one of you is a true dirty, American hero. <laughs> dirty nightclub makeout session. We're like, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, it's Pearl Harbor today. Do you say you want me to be your girlfriend? <laughs> yes. It's Pearl Harbor And then he wrote today. me a poem. <laughs> you wrote a poem? Yeah. That's yeah, so fucking to, that's awesome. That's how I used to get Dude, chicks. I used to. No, here's the thing. Is I used to do it too. Don't fucking eyebrow raise me. For the <laughs> listeners at home, Chris is doing weird stuff with his face that is really just taunting me because I can't. <laughs> that's really. I was just flexing on you. <laughs> I used to write poems all the time. Like yeah? Like in high school, I I dated this woman in high school for like most of our high school years, and uh, I would write her like these poems that were bad. They were so bad, but like. 
as like a 16 year old, I was like, she loves this. Yeah, like, like, they're, yeah. like now I write, I've, I, I think I've written one for like a woman like three years ago. Okay. And I know it's bad. Like, I know it's bad, but it's funny bad. Okay. Whereas like back then I was like, this is serious. And like, she's I'm She's going to marry it. me she's, someday because yeah. she's going to love this. She, and she would, to be fair, she would say she loved them, you know, and I, <laughs> I do think she genuinely liked them. Yeah. Um, but like looking back, it's like, oh my God, what were you thinking? <laughs> you know? But uh, some poems. Think, yeah. I yeah, used poems to be good. really good at it. Like I like when I was in school, like writing <laughs> in general. <laughs> Sorry, the poem you wrote me was about dancing dirty at a nightclub. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yours was not great. <laughs> I will if admit you could that. see the face that she made when you were like, "I used to be really good." She, oh my god, her eyes came out the back of her head. <laughs> this was pre. MySpace days. Okay. Pre MySpace, I was so good at writing that one of my stories got selected, and I oh, got to go perform right. it at a college. So beautiful. Fucking take that, Kim Duke. Yeah. Anyways, Is Kim this, Duke's wrong now. Did you sign it at the end with C H D and bubble letters with little angel? Yeah, with wings. the wings on it. So stupid. I used to be called Good Chris in our skate crew. Oh, because I was a believer and I went to youth group and stuff. I like the idea that there wasn't a bad Chris. That's there was a bad Chris. Good, that's how good you were. And and he was a ex meth addict and oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So you really shit on him. That's yeah, who yeah, needs yeah. it. Yeah, that's who you got to really tear down. I didn't pick the the moniker. It was chosen for me. Someone chose the angel wings for you. Well, they did, they just started calling me Good Chris, and I was like, they all had like, it's so stupid. They had like tags, you know how like they would bring like sure. a marker mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. do their little like graffiti tag. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fucking stupid. You signed your love and poem I was with like, the graffiti well, I mean, tag. So his graffiti was a CHD in bubble letters with little angel wings on the C and the D. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll insert an image right. Yeah, you probably haven't drew, drew that for a long time. It's such a bad drawing that it would not be hard to read. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, you could do it right now. Very poor. Uh, One of your children is accidentally drawing it on the draw, on the wall. Out yeah, there right, right out now. there with permanent markers. Speaking of their poems, eyes. Layla. She wrote me some beautiful poems. Aww. Yeah, she took care of me when I was like concerned I could maybe have COVID. I just over thought things in my head but i was fine i just really want to spend a day in bed and no one bug me and it yeah. worked oh beautiful yeah and uh layla wrote me a bunch of poems she was like Aww. good she's a good writer yeah. and landon's a really good like visual writer like he puts you in the moment oh, that's so like awesome. back in the day like a third grade he was writing and they these... get that from me yeah, yeah. not me because i had no words <laughs> no, she you... didn't know that gas was short for gasoline oh my god i was 17 <laughs> when i found out me and a guy i was dating we went to put gas in a four-wheeler because we were four-wheeling I and love this. i'm like <laughs> I, I think <laughs> i goes, know exactly where it's heading and i'm so excited it was in some podunk town yes. and yes. he goes i'm i it's a gasoline and he's putting it in i'm like what the fuck are you yes. doing you can't put that in there it's gonna explode and he goes what do you think gas is short for <laughs> And that's, I was dumb. I had like a Jessica Simpson, like three years where I would just say, and Incredible. I was just like, oh, and then we just, Incredible. it was always that. So You're going to blow us up. You can't put gasoline in there. I was freaking out. I thought I was going to die. Awesome. Oh, gosh. I mean, to be fair, that's believe... why you put gasoline in cars is so it explodes. <laughs> it, like, it needs quite it literally. at night, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Little mini Jeez. explosions. 
Uh, it's gasoline. Like Chris has in his pants every day. <laughs> Told you we'd get to fart jokes. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it always goes back to fart jokes. Every time. Every time. Every time. Farts will never not be funny to me. I just have a a, a real passion for it. Somebody uh, I was hanging out with said "juicy toot" instead of "shart" the other day, and it made oh. me laugh. It made me laugh. It makes so me hard. think of the little juicy candies you buy at the store, or the gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you chew on someone's wet fart, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross! I don't know what kind of relationship you've been having? Obviously, uh, giving know. people the giggles. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop laughing. Oh, the dogs are trying to enter. That's fine. Some now the door's actually bitches. shut. Ever... Should we do snacks? Because I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you so, have snacks? See, this is this the thing. Is... Like, Chris hates things being chewed into the microphone. But I, I edited it out. So, okay. uh, oh, fair. my only option where I was at was Walgreens. Okay. So, we have organic Skittles. Ew. Well. Oh, appropriately called. Organic. Oh, organic giggles. That's really fun. Well, I think we got to eat that. You have a case of the giggles. Yeah, yeah. Or um, Roca Bites. They're almond roca butter crunch bites with California almonds. That just sounds good. Yeah. I just, those are the only two I'm like, well. We have to go with the giggles, right? I think so. Because it's up to you, man. Giggle story. Yeah, no, okay. it's got to be the giggle they story. They are um, gluten free, vegan, allergy friendly. Oh, you can save these for Mara. Oh, so we're just chewing nice. on plastic. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, What's the first ingredient? Organic cane sugar, organic rice syrup, organic palm oil. So it's everything is just organic. Oh, so it's like actually food. What I type guess. of palm uh, ma- oil is okay. not organic? Malic acid, and then it has radish, carrot, sweet potato, black currant for color. I Are they all the same flavor? Nope. There's green apple, lemon, orange, strawberry, and grape. Oh, so it's legitimately the same. Skittles. So this is like the little Lacroix of Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Speaking of Lacroix, you know what uh, I've been really big into lately is these white claws. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh man. <laughs> I know the situation I'm <laughs> bringing up when I talk about this. But I've had. Uh, I've been doing my own podcasts, and then if I'm not feeling that great, if I'm feeling kind of cranky or whatever, I'll have like a little white claw. Yeah. And loosen up. Wait. You're supposed to smell oh, them. Fuck. You fucked up. You fucked up snacks. I can't believe you fucked up my own podcast, Chris. You have to do round Ooh. two. Yeah, you gotta do. You gotta smell it. It, it doesn't smell like anything, to be fair. Okay, yeah, I smell see, it either. That's kind of what I figured. You know, interesting, none of us in this room can smell or taste. <laughs> 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 oh, you know what it tastes like? It tastes like uh, those candies you get out of like a quarter machine at like a, a mm. fucking VFW. Yeah, yep. yeah it's like I've a, been sitting there for years. That is exactly what they taste mm-hmm. like. You got a hint of like little cigarette taste in the back of it. <laughs> yeah, because it's an old cigarette machine. <laughs> These candies taste like they have PTSD. They do. They're not even round. Interesting. They're like. Do you hear me when I chew? Since these I don't mind them. They're not bad. Yeah. I wanted to be upset about them. It doesn't taste like a Skittle. No. But they're not bad. Last time I was here, you guys made me eat a cricket, so. <laughs> That's right. Okay, I gotta try it red now. I gotta try the strawberry one. Hmm. It actually tastes like strawberry. I put 
a lot of my mouth, so you two are gonna have to carry this podcast for a little bit. It's like um those um what are they uh uh what are they called? Smarts? Mm. Those big candies. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's that. It's these taste like the chewy version of those. Mm-hmm. You know Ooh. what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, absolutely. Is that green apple? Huh? Um, it's white. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the radish color wore off already. <laughs> That's funny. You know what's uh, interesting? I'll just dump water all over your floor. Um, it's okay. Is uh, I've been working at this discount store, and <laughs> do you get a discount at the discount? I do. Store? I get. I get a discount. Fucking better. I get double discount. Uh, double. The, the D. hilarious thing is. Uh, People like don't expect me to be funny. So when I like when I say the dumbest shit, these fucking old middle aged housewives lose their minds when I say like, like people you work with? Uh or customers. Like either one. Now I'm curious where you work. We'll talk after. <laughs> no, we won't. Um <laughs> I'm fucking busy, all right. <laughs> But like people like because I'm used to being in front of people who expect me to be funny. Oh, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. I'm like, oh, I have to say a smart you have joke. To be on all the yeah, time. I have yeah, to yeah. I have to say something like, well, like smart joke is a stretch for what I do on stage, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, I'm like, oh, I have to be at least a little bit clever or something with yeah. my take on this. Yeah. Whereas like at the store, if I see a woman or or a man, to be fair, if I see a person uh, the same time twice in a week, they're like, oh, it's me again. You know, and they like, you know, like Tommy Bayer has that little joke where he, uh, he worked at like a bakery and like women would order like two treats. They're like, oh, give me a little second one. Like they're being naughty. You know, <laughs> it's exactly I think of that so much because they're like, oh, it's me again. You know, and then so after the transaction, I'm like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. Just a, the dumbest fucking joke. But they and lose They it. lose That's their really mind. Funny. They're like, oh, you will. stupid it's so or like uh people will buy like kids clothes you know like like a uh uh dude the other day was buying uh like a he was like an older guy like probably 50 or so you know and he was buying uh like a toddler outfit for a young girl like a two or three year old girl i was like oh this is gonna look great on you and he fucking loses it, you know. Which, to be fair, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's you know? that is pretty funny. And it's a little risque because you, some fifty-year-old, like women's clothing, I would never wear. Yeah, what exactly. Do you think? Like I wouldn't say that if he was buying something that could potentially fit him, you know. Yeah, but yeah. like because it was like a what tiny. Kind of, what kind of hat was he wearing? Because you, you know, there's certain red hats you can't say that kind of stuff. That's too. the actual thing. Is I wasn't going to mention this, but now that you ask legitimately his mask had the fucking American flag with the blue line on it. Uh, That's why I fucked with him. That's funny. Because I was you. like, you it. fucking asshole. And then I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're going to go wear this little pink unicorn hoodie, aren't you, you little idiot? Yeah. Also, I'm so sick of like the notoriety. For, like, you're not brave for saying you support the police. No. Big fucking deal, dude. No, who cares? Like, yeah, people, sometimes the cops help out. Great. Thanks for pointing that out. This thing that we all already fucking knew. What? Where's the nurse masks, now, huh? Now I realize. Think of it! I realize. Yeah. I mean, nurses, you know, like, are doing so much right now. Like, 
Not but, me, but other nurses. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I meant other nurses. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on this fucking podcast with you instead of saving lives. <laughs> you're saving my life right now, okay? <laughs> Dude, it would be hilarious to put up stats for like every minute that Kim podcasts. <laughs> Somebody dies of... Mesothelioma. Mesothelioma. <laughs> you said it. Yes. You just had to not Word. think. You just had to, to go for it. Oh, out. beautiful. No, that was amazing. Uh, like I was having a, a legitimate, like, honest discussion with somebody who who does like blindly support the police, and I was, you know, it's, you know, we were having a discussion about it, and I genuinely tried to think of a time in my life where a cop helped me out, and I couldn't. And I'm not saying that, like, every cop, no matter what, is a complete fucking racist asshole, because that's not true. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no black or white in anything in yeah. life, you know. Yeah. But a lot of them are pretty bad, and they abuse their power and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, like, I could not think of a time in my life where I was like, I'm glad that cop was here. Oh. Yeah. You know. I can think of a time. Every see, and that's and I came out of my dad's balls, and he's a retired officer, so he helped me out. He produced me. No, that doesn't work. Mm, it's a bit of a stretch. I yeah. think. It is stretching. Uh, <laughs> every positive experience that I have, there's two negative ones. It's like okay. one, like one step forward, two steps back. Yep, 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 and yep. and oh. I mean, like you know, like I've had positive experience. You know, like one, you know. I when they see give you one, the sticker at the parade. Sure. Yeah, you have like mm-hmm. a little interaction. You joke around a little, you know. Yeah. But like a time where I've needed help. Like I, two specific times I'm thinking of. I One was driving in the winter and it was very snowy and I got stuck literally in the middle of the road, right? Mm. And I, for whatever reason, was like a 17-year-old idiot kid. Didn't have a jacket. I was out there in a t-shirt, lying on my belly, scooping snow out from underneath my car. Cop slowly drives by, looks at me, and just keeps going. Wow. Just kept what going. What the hell? Another time, it was I was in my mid-20s, and I got into a car accident where a uh, person ran a red light and just T-boned me and spun me out in an intersection. And I, like, pulled off to the side. My car was, like, leaking. Like, very yeah, yeah, fresh yeah. accident. There was plastic everywhere, all that shit. Cop drove right by didn't do a single thing and these these cops were not in a hurry they didn't have their their lights on nothing they didn't have they were just you know cruising around and to be fair i can't say for sure they weren't in a hurry maybe they had somewhere they were supposed to be going but like they really had to poop or something yeah like two glaring examples where i could have used immediate support from a police officer my my take on law enforcement is they have limited they need to be educated further and they need to be educated a lot in mental health we need different types of police officers we expect way too much well think about it we have so many different doctors you have a neurologist you have a gastroenterologist you have a psychiatrist but we have like law enforcement they go you just do this that just actually made me think of a time where i wasn't glad the cops were there but uh when i was living in denver there was a time when i was taken to the hospital for mental health reasons by police officers. And Mm -hmm. the person who called them also worked in the mental health area. So she knew that you can ask for that sort of thing. There are certain police who have been trained to hand in Denver, at least in in the precinct where I was that they would send 
they're uniformed cops. They have the guns. They have yeah, all yeah. the stuff. They look like real cops. They are real cops. But they also approached me in my own apartment very softly, very gently. So they must have like extensive like crisis so training. They were they wow. were trained in mental health crisis because I mean I was that was like my attempt. I was ready to go. I yeah, had yeah, yeah. I had letters. I was I had yeah. like everything ready, and they intervened, and it was not like kick the door down get on the ground you know it was very i like i said i was not happy they were there but they were helpful towards me so and i think minnesota just there's not any and i shouldn't say there's not any but like i did a project to get my um whatever degree and i had a talk with law enforcement i went to this community thing where there's law enforcement there and i'm like this is a perfect time to corner them i'm gonna ask them a bunch of questions like they're training oh yeah once a year we have to do some well, education it's like to be okay fair, once a year i have to do like sexual harassment training yeah. and you know i know understand that but like like do you like do extensive training no mm-hmm. and it's like when chris attempted that one time the law they came to the house and he was sitting on the stairs he was just in the garage and all that happened and the law enforcement officer was like right in front of chris and i don't know if you remember this because you were kind of not like you were still kind of out of it and he's like you'd have to sit in your garage for a very long time oh, for that yeah, to yeah. actually kill you and i was like what? are you effing yeah, kidding yeah, me like exactly. you just said that in front of someone who just attempted suicide mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. this is i was it's just so like hard. baffled and and you know that's the thing is like if they're just educated a little bit about yeah. it, I think it could be more helpful because the the cop that did end up driving me to the hospital was very nice and we had a little conversation yeah. in the car on the way to the hospital that wasn't about mental health. It wasn't about anything that was going on. He was able to just chat about yeah. something, yeah. you know, uh, which was, it was comforting and it was welcoming. And I feel like if more police approached those situations where you have somebody freaking out in the street or something like that, like you can kind of tell when people are getting dangerous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of times they're really not, but like just to approach it with compassion instead of like guns drawn, I'm going to taser this person or whatever. Well, I mean you, so there's, I keep forgetting which country it is, but they, instead of like having uh, broadband police, they have very specific, so there's more like EMT style police. There's uh, ones that work almost solely in traffic. So like it's yeah. so you have like which they like in the U.S. Yeah. They should like like th- this precinct is for guys that were bullied in high school, and then this precinct is yeah. for those that care about mental health. And <laughs> no, yeah, I get yeah. where you're going. Yeah, That's yeah. funny. I went to high school, so that became so like you're like yeah, you're bullied, and you want to be a dick now. There's one I can think of in the the area where i work and you can tell he was just bullied and he now he's got short man syndrome and he's a cop and he's gonna yeah yeah, he's not very kind to our mental health people and i cannot Mm -hmm. deal with him and it's it's so (laughs) it's so hard to like you know even talk about this right now you know like it because i don't fucking know how to make it better like i don't either i I do like the education and having the separate things because but some people it's not going to matter they're yeah. gonna they're gonna fuck off in that education know, thing true. anyway you know yeah uh, i don't know if we were recording when i said this earlier but like 
some of the things that they would have us do in like group therapy was like, okay, yeah, you know, like now uh, I want you guys to journal about your feelings. And like, if somebody tells me to journal about my feelings, it's not going to affect me in any way. Whereas like some days I'll wake up and I'm like, I want to write and get this stuff out of my head and yeah. it helps. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if it's like homework, it's not going to do anything for me. Yeah. And so that's how a lot of the, like, maybe not a lot. That's how some cops will approach that education thing. And that's mm-hmm. where it needs to be looked at as like, okay, well, who's actually retaining this information? Who's practicing yeah. this sort of thing? And then sure, you know, if those people don't want to be sensitive towards mental health issues, then you know what? Send them when there's a fucking robbery. With yeah. An yeah. Armed yeah. Robbery they want to do that kind of stuff. Violent. If yeah. they want to go to war, send them to fucking war. You know, don't send those people to the guy freaking out in the middle of the intersection. It's hard, but I feel like that's with a lot of occupations because like even in the emergency room, you can tell the nurses that want to work with mental health people. And then there's the ones where like, no, we want to see the people coming in with gunshot wounds, this and that. We want the traumas. Like that's why we became emergency room personnel is we want those traumas. And then you come in, you have these people coming in with anxiety and depression, mental health. You're like, I get you're in a crisis, but the guy over there, his arm just got chopped off. Mm -hmm. It's like, but all these people need equal amounts of care and then equal amount of attention as the guy without his arm. Even, Mm -hmm. even the, the EMT. So the, the last suicide attempt that I had, the person that was in the back of the, of the ambulance with me, uh, I'm just a extroverted person. So I ask, even in the most extreme scenarios, I'm still going to like, ask questions and and try to make it as less awkward as possible. Mm -hmm. I could just tell that like something was off with this, this lady. And I was like, something bothering you. And she was like, I just don't really get why people, it's very selfish to attempt to take your own life. Oh, awesome. And I was like, and I just sat in it and was like, because it seemed like it was coming from a place of like personal experience. Sure. Sure. To where maybe it was a friend or something. Yeah. And I was like, I hope that, you know, if you have experienced this in your life, like the person who has is doing this, they think that they're doing it for your benefit. Mm-hmm. They like most of the time. There are some who it's just too much like you it's, you know, and everybody's reality and threshold is completely different. Yeah. I, I talked about how um, when I was in treatment, there was a guy who his rock bottom was realizing that he wasn't spending as much time with his family. Mm-hmm. And my rock bottom is completely fucking different. Yeah. Like, but it doesn't matter. Like whatever brings you to this point to where you feel like I just can't do it anymore. Right that's the only thing that matters. So like, um, but yeah, a lot of times people think that they are alleviating whether it's their own pain or the pain that they're, um, inflicting on others. Right. So it's most of the time. I mean, who is it? Fucking Aaron Hernandez that offed himself. Cause he was, uh, about to stand trial or something. Yeah. 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 And I wonder if, you know, the if the woman in the ambulance, I wonder if there's a little bit of like narcissism in her where it's like she can't 
quite understand how somebody else would do that because they don't understand who she what? like she like, hasn't been to that don't them. they realize how it's affecting me type yeah, thing. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well but, and i'm sure it's got to be frustrating because she wants to go out and save people's lives who want to live right like to have to come and deal right. with somebody like me who is trying to to end it like i'm sure that's right super frustrating too yeah and like mm-hmm. the the bottom that i hit this summer i think was it wasn't quite as bad as when i was in denver which was like in 2013 um but i wanted to bring this up earlier when we we talked about that john cleese thing i don't mean to cut you off but no by all means um uh keenan had called me um when i was like in uh just acting a little differently sure before i had like officially quit all of this stuff sure um, there were hints that I just something was off. He called me and he was like, Hey man, I know this sounds like you're, you're in danger right now. Right. And to me, I was like, had zero thoughts of it. Sometimes it's just a vibe. Yeah. And so there are people who outwardly are like, Oh, they don't, they don't see how close to the edge they are right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if the person that you had mentioned before, I think it was something similar because I, um, I think probably, I forget, a while ago, I was uh, hanging out with a comic. We went to an open mic. I dropped him off at his house, and uh, it was not out of character for him to say this when I would, like, drop him off, but uh, I was like, all right, man, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run home and, you know, do this or whatever. I just told him, you know, like, I'll see you later. I'm going to do this, and he gets out of my car, and right before he shuts the door, he's like, cool, I'm going to go kill myself, you know, which is something he's joked about i've joked about a lot of comics joke about that sort of thing and it's like usually a fleeting thing Mm -hmm. but as i was driving away i was like that had a different tone to it Mm. today so i like immediately like called him and was like hey man just to make sure you were joking on that he's like oh yeah it was it was a total joke you know and like we i talked enough to where i felt like he was safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, But sometimes there is just that extra little vibe to it where it's like, that might not have been as much of a joke as he thought it was. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And, and thankfully, it was just an innocent little yeah, joke. Yeah. And I think maybe I was probably a little stoned and like got in my own head about it. But a bit, it's but. good you were being cautious, though. I'm sure yeah. he felt comfortable. That, like, okay, cool. We can have this conversation. That was the thing is I was like what if I don't say anything and it was real? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I would much rather feel a little bit uncomfortable and still have my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Versus- yeah. Well, and I, 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 I try to say this as much as I can when it comes to suicide, because people are still like on the fence. My own brother, um, like a month ago, still, even at, at that point, didn't understand why I had tried to take my own life. Sure. And he had that viewpoint of like, it's a selfish thing. And it's like, you don't get mad at a cancer patient for eventually dying of cancer. Exactly. People with severe mental health issues, it's no different. Right. Unfortunately, suicide is a side effect or something that can take us the same way that somebody who's susceptible to cancer or diabetes, like it's, there are uh, life altering consequences to yes. this yes. disease that we have or to these these issues that we have. It's funny that you say it's a side effect because my attempt in Denver was a legitimate side effect of the Your medication, medication they were on. trying. Ah. Mm-hmm. Because it, as you know, I was at the rock bottom. I was very depressed. I did 
have suicide suicidal ideas and stuff like that. But the medication they put me on exacerbated. I for I should <laughs> exacerbates <laughs> exacer masturbates it. I was gonna say so you're you're. You're masturbating on this medication. <laughs> I'm, I'm just actually the funny thing is it made it also made me so I couldn't come. That was yeah, another yeah. side effect, which was mind blowing. Isn't that like, crazy? That it's, yeah, it's insane. It was so fucking crazy because like I would be having sex with uh, the woman I was like dating out there, and it, it was just it would get so close, and then it would just go away. It was so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then the also the other like more serious side effect is it shut off the thing in my brain that says don't kill yourself. Uh. So for me, my suicide attempt in Denver wasn't I'm so low right now that I wanted I don't want to be here anymore. It was you know obviously you there's, low, but... there's some of that in there. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's coming from somewhere. But it I woke up that day and in my head I was like, this is the day I'm gonna do it. Like I was going to go to the store. Like I remember getting dressed and I was like, "Eh, yeah, this is what I can wear. I'll look, I'll look okay. You know, this is what I'm going to wear. And then I was like writing the letters and everything. And I'm like, this is just, this is a chore. This is something that I just have to do right now. And then thankfully, thankfully the person I was on the phone with helped me out so much. You know, they could tell that it was real and the way they so did you call a crisis line or i uh called a woman that i was like dating out there um, oh oh and she was working in mental health Is she was she was working in mental health yes. okay. okay i gotcha um, she was a, a i forget like a case manager or something okay, so not yeah, yeah. not like necessarily like a therapist or a psychiatrist or anything but people somebody who had experience dealing with people in tough situations mm-hmm. sure yeah and she was so fucking good at this she had me on the phone while she was directing somebody that she was with, writing down my address, giving them all the information, and had them call the police so that she kept me on the phone and I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was in the bathroom, like about to, you know, like start the process. I had a bunch of pills and I had a bunch of booze that I was just going to hammer down and just go for mm-hmm. it. And there's a knock on my door and I'm like, who the fuck is at my door right now? You know? Mm-hmm, and so like, mm-hmm. because I didn't have any friends out there, not nobody that would just drop by. Unannounced. Oh, sure. So I go open the door and it's those two cops who actually turned out to be very compassionate and very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I couldn't, it blew my mind that she was able to do all of that while dealing with me in a crisis. And it was just like, I'm so thankful for yeah, that and yeah. and we obviously we don't talk anymore you know she still lives out there maybe i don't know it's been so long you know <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like she i don't think she realizes how much she like legitimately like saved my life yeah wow. like, yeah. back then and it, it's just it's so insane to me that all of that was able to happen and then the worst part is the fact that it happened because i was trying to get help with medication and mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's why I just I'm kind of against meds right now. Not for anybody else, just for me. Like yeah, if yeah. any, a lot of people are like, well, maybe you could try meds. You know, the group therapy was like, and are you taking your medication? That was one of the things they asked me every day. Yeah, is but like, if you learned how to manage your mental health without it, and you've kind of, I mean, you probably know when you get to a point when you're like, ah, oh, crap, I might need it again. You'll, you yeah. know, you know what to do. But if you've learned yeah, how but to manage the, it, so like the the struggle is the 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 time frame the window of is this going to work or is it not going to work with medication yeah can oh vary so much yeah. mm-hmm. well because it takes so long to build up 
mm-hmm. that therapeutic level in your system. So that's why, like, and I, I completely hear you. There are people when they say I'm against meds, like for them personally, I'm like, I think it's because you feel like someone is enforcing medication on you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a totally different thing. But like that it's that fine, man, it, I'm insanely lucky. Like the situation that I'm in, the family that I have, the um, incredible uh, partner that I have. And um, that I, that I'm able to like have this, uh, grace period of figuring this shit out because it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm and meds with me. I'm so hypersensitive to medication that like every one I've tried just messes me up. Like and it like bad side effects. I've stayed on them long enough. I don't do well. Mm-hmm. So I've just had to learn to manage like my depression. Like okay, I can feel like it's getting bad. What can I do? Like what do I normally do when I feel like it's given bad or my anxiety? Well, when we were selling the house, it got really bad and I needed a little extra something, but mm-hmm. I, d- I obviously it's like, but other medications, it's like, I just don't do well on them. I right. obviously I've never gotten to that point with the mm-hmm. suicidal ideations, but definitely I've gotten to like just so sick and headaches and yeah. all those awful where it's like, I don't think and I try a hold out. And I'm, I'm just like a little bit afraid of it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be in that in that place again. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, for um, sure, yeah. Like, and and if they're, I don't like. I I'm not gonna say I'll never try them again. Yeah. But, you know, like that. That's not how my brain works. I'm I'm not a like all or nothing type of person in that mm. sort but of. But if way. you're in a stable. Right. And where I feel like I am right now is yeah. I'm not done trying to fight it on my own. Yeah. Like, like there will probably. But you're using other things like you've used therapy sure. and other alternatives. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing yeah. very many other things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, that's that's the other thing I was going to say. Like, OK, I'm not going to take medications. That shouldn't be the end of the discussion. So like if you're somebody who said right. I'm not going to take meds because they I'm not truly myself when I'm on medication, shit like that. Fine, then you have to do work, work. on mm-hmm. top of that. That's you what can't it is. just yeah. fucking Yeah. Yeah. You can't like you can't like go to a therapist like twice and then come back to like your family or your friends and be like, Yep, they said I'm I'm, clear. I'm good to go. I'm clear. I'm, I'm good. Yep, yeah. we're we're healthy. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. it's not But that's like yeah. even with like let's talk about we can go back to diabetes too. Like you know, you're pre diabetic, it's like okay, you might have to take metformin or some medication or you can start eating healthier. Like therapy is like the eating healthier where yeah. you know, yeah. like you still have to do these other things so you don't have to do these things. And maybe you eventually need to take the medication right. someday, but let's stay here, like in the therapy, eating healthier, less carbs, running five miles a day. Yeah. Well, five miles a day is a stretch. I know. That that was was a stretch day. Let's go. You were talking about rock bottom this summer, though. Like, we said that, and then we went way over here, and then... Yeah, I mean, that's how this is. Yeah, we actually haven't gotten to... We've talked about everything around it, but what the actual root was. I I just wanted to touch it so bad. It's been... What was wrong with it? Nothing. It's just so fluffy. It's just a lot. I'm sorry. The be- yeah, I just assume that's how you look these days because I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, but it's like, like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. It, uh, for the listeners at home, uh, Chris's beard is very like. It's bushy, poofy yeah. today, and he, again, just doing the eyebrows at me. It's just so cocky. He needs a couple of those tweezed. 
you gotta tweeze those brows dude yeah that's true some of them just stick out and they don't go back down <laughs> yeah shave them off all of them <laughs> okay. anyway rock bottom is <laughs> <laughs> the the thing i was struggling with this summer was the fact that you know i i as much as i don't like to say it about myself is like i work hard at comedy i work really fucking hard and you know like as a, I'm about to be doing it for six years, like this month is mm. my sixth year, you know, well, five in a COVID year. So is, is like, it, is it on, <laughs> I like in COVID years. Is your six year anniversary on Pearl, Pearl Harbor Day? It is not. No, oh. I did not try to stick it to, <laughs> stick it to, <laughs> to the World War II Japanese Wait, forces by doing comedy. It, it was, uh, I think it was the 22nd or 23rd of December. Okay. Um, not the 19th, but okay. No, this is not. That's my birthday, okay. Oh, how fancy. I know. Uh, but it was, I felt like everything I had worked for was being taken away. And it. I wasn't sure if it was going to come back. I still, mm. you know, like, honestly, I still don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to come. Like, what I was doing to make the living I was making in comedy was a lot of shitty bar gigs in the middle of nowhere that just happened to pay enough for me to for it to be worth it mm-hmm. and i worked so hard to be able to do that and not have a real job you know what i mean and yeah. so like yeah. like i wasn't i didn't make a lot of money by any means i was very poor but i didn't have to work that was the yeah, thing yeah, comedy yeah. is never work to me a seven hour drive is not work to me if I'm going to do a show unless it's for like fifty bucks. You got to make it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, gotta you got to make it worth it. it. You got to be worth more than your guess. So I was afraid that, or I was kind of like realizing it's not going to be that way for a long time, and so picturing myself having to go back and getting some bullshit job. Some like full time working in a warehouse thing because, like, I don't have other skills. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing is, like, I can sure I can like do a spreadsheet or whatever, but like, I've never worked, like, I've worked in metal shops and shit, you know. Mm -hmm. And just imagining myself having to go back and do that and basically work as hard as I did to get where I am again to be to have to go back and do that again. I don't know if I had it in me. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing is, like, I don't want this life anymore. I don't want I don't want the life of working in a shop. I don't want waking up at 6 a.m. every day to go like you know cut metal that I just don't really care about. You yeah. Know, the thing is, is like was with, it heavy metal? It was it was very heavy <laughs> constantly. <laughs> I did listen to a lot of metal while cutting That's metal, funny. which is super fun. That is. But it was like it was just so hard to to see a future when you know like Mm -hmm. like i said i don't really like to say this about myself but like i worked really fucking hard to get to where i am in comedy and i don't know i still to this day don't know if i had to do it again if somebody was like okay you have to start over fresh again and do it all over i don't know if i have it in me yeah so that's where i was when i was like at the bottom was Mm -hmm. like i don't if I can't do comedy, like if I can't pick up where I left off, like reasonable amount of time, I don't want to be around anymore. Like it's not worth it to me. And that's where 
I was on the phone with my friend and was saying a few things that made them feel uncomfortable uh, and had me go into the hospital before they would hang up the phone with me, mm. which, you know, uh, like I said, I didn't feel like I was in danger, but if they did, I, I'm pretty good at listening to yeah. outside sources when I know I'm in a bad spot and need some help. So that's where I was. It was just, you know, I don't want a life without comedy. Yeah, it's it, That's what it's boiled down to. And to have that taken away was very, very difficult. Yeah. And it's still kind of scary right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Have you thought about moving to Texas? Mm, no. And, and I'm <clears throat> not even joking. Like the the um, the scene in Austin, apparently, like they're all doing whatever they can to make sure that comedy continues. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it feels like the way that like, la and the comedy store used to be viewed yeah it feels like that again where like people okay. i feel like are going to eventually migrate out that like joe rogan said that he's gonna open up a club out there like he's very really? dedicated to yeah interesting yeah how would you do in the south i actually was in uh a couple hours outside of dallas uh for a festival at the beginning of february last year i was okay. gonna say i thought i you and, and joe went right yeah yeah joe and i went and you um, were fine i did really well well, I, there you go. Again, I hate saying good things about myself in comedy, um, but every once in a while there's an opportunity to, and I kind of like to slip it in a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was booked at that festival for two shows when I went down there, and I ended up doing six throughout Holy the rest shit. of the weekend. So they kept putting me on more and more things as they saw more of what I was doing on stage. So I, yeah, I think I was doing pretty well. Not to toot your own home. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, fuck it, man. Like, nobody would want a wedding photographer who was just like, I'm, o I'm okay. I can, yeah, I'll be on. I mean, I know right. how to shoot the pictures. Right. Yeah. yeah I yeah. have a computer. This is actually something I, <laughs> that's funny. I've got a, I've got a 1998 Dell laptop. I was just going to say Dell. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i have is i have an old dell laptop oh, look at that, that dell been, over there oh yeah there's a dell right there uh not a dell the singer a dell computer <laughs> i was gonna say where <laughs> but she's lost the weight she's hiding are we rolling in the deep right now oh god that's <laughs> no? actually that's a good song though, actually <laughs> it is a good song the thing i i actually talk with my therapist about this almost every session um is Adele? Uh, yes. We, <laughs> we start every session with a little karaoke version. <laughs> we sing to each other and we hold hands, even over Zoom. We just yeah, touch yeah, the yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. But touch, you feel like you're camera. together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I struggle between being confident and cocky. Mm. I do not want to be cocky. Yeah, no Chris matter does what. the same confident no, cocky. Like, like I, I do not like people who are cocky. Yeah. Um, if there's ever a comic who says they never bomb i immediately oh. do not like them I, oh. I lose respect for them as a person yeah, yeah. and because you everybody bombs you're never gonna be 100 yeah. percent. like mm -hmm. you can be great you can crush 95 percent of the time but you're gonna bomb it at some point but you bomb every once in a while yeah yeah and so with that being something i dislike the most is cocky people I struggle to even say nice things about myself because I don't want to be cocky. Okay. Whereas yeah. like, like, yes, I acknowledge that I went down to that festival and got added to four more shows that I wasn't booked on. But I also am so hesitant to even say that because it's like, 
yeah, they put me on other, they put me on these other shows, you know. But there are, I feel like I've even met in the, your guys' scene some that would be like, yeah, I guess what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what drives me even more crazy is when somebody's super fucking cocky, but then they back it up. Oh my God, do I hate that so much. <laughs> it fucking drives me crazy. It's like, God, I hate you because you're cocky as shit, but fuck, you're right. <laughs> like, God and damn you're it. good, damn it. Just about like anything, like a yeah. lot of, uh, a lot of like uh, <clears throat> sports player, like uh, a reason why I don't like to watch football is because people celebrate so much when they like gain three fucking yards, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, So like when people are like super fucking cocky and they make like an amazing catch and then they're like, fuck yeah, I'm great. I'm like, uh, okay. You yeah, get this you're one, fucking, buddy. You're right. God damn it. You know, like yeah, yeah, it yeah. drives me crazy. But it, it drives me nuts when they do that. Like, yeah. But also you've got to respect them, you know? Like, I th- like to me, like... I I will be cocky in self-deprecation. Like, if you're going to be cocky, you got to do it in a way that, like, lets people know that you're vulnerable. Like, I, the, the type that you're talking about where, like, people are cocky is, like, they're bulletproof. Yeah. That drives me fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, I love doing, like, ironically cocky, too. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Like the ironic cocks, yeah. Ironic cock. Oh, that's like a fun band name or something. <laughs> it's a really good <laughs> high school band. Ironic name. cocks. That's more like. Um, a you know what is uh, fun that I've been doing a little bit on stage. If I have like some riff or some crowd work that I think is funny, I will just straight up like say it and then laugh and be like, "God damn it, I'm fucking great at this." <laughs> like I will just say that. Dude, I love Chris doing loves that. Loves doing it's, that. It's really funny. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it is. It's like I, like I, when I'll take a a good photo, I'll be like, "I'm so." fucking good he does that yeah and then even sometimes he'll say something else and you're like oh i'm so fucking funny and i'm like (laughs) because like i'm trying not to laugh like god damn it yeah yeah. that's the whole he's being cocky but he's backing it up yeah 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 that's exactly what it is it's good to be like i love i i can't think of a time when i've when i've done that and not been like but the next time could be fucking horrible. Right, right. Like, and there, there's like, like I've never just walked on stage and been like, I'm fucking great at this. You know, oh, it's always yeah. like three quarters of the way through my set, however long it is, you know, I've established who I am as a person, as a comic. And then, you know, I say something and I, and most of the audience is on my side because I never bomb. And then like... <laughs> they're like you know like i'll say something i'll be like god i'm fucking good at this and like it's already established that like i'm having a good time i'm fucking around yeah yeah, you know like stuff like that i would never just get on stage like i've I've seen a few people where they're bombing and like what is wrong with you people like uh like i'm good at this oh and then you feel "Mm, uncomfortable i hate that because then i start feeling uncomfortable like Okay, now you're trying too hard, and I'm now I'm really not gonna laugh. Even right. if you say something funny, I'm probably not gonna right. laugh. I also, have... if you are blaming the crowd, I mean, more than more than three three to four times a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta switch your fucking game up. It <gasps> it can be guy. done. Like like I've seen guy. guy. <laughs> I've seen it be done where. You know, their whole set is shitting on the crowd. Mm. And and it's so, so subtle, the differences between, like, it's such a fine line between being able to do that well and have people, like, kind of enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, every, every once in a while, I can see someone do it where they're just, they just hate the crowd and they just let them have it. Like, uh, 
I was at I was at Sisyphus in like August and I was supposed to do a, a half an hour and I was coming up on a half an hour. I was like at like 29 minutes and I was like, well, I don't have enough time to do the, the big closer I usually would do, you know? So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do one dumb bullshit liner. I don't even remember what stupid joke of mine I said, but I said it and they hated it. They just <laughs> like, I was doing really well for like the most of the set and then, like, I said that, and I was like, all right, this is what I'll get out of here on. They'll laugh big at this one. And it just fucking died. <laughs> and in that moment, I was just like, I was like, well, fuck. I was supposed to get out of here on this. Uh, but y'all fucking hated it. And then they loved that. They, like, laughed at that. I was like, I guess I'll, like, work overtime. And this is so funny that I remember this so well. It's because I'm sober right now. I'm not high at all. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll work overtime. And then the night before was uh, the Wild had lost in overtime in the playoffs to end their season, you know, like because they started the COVID season or oh, back sure, sure, over sure. in September or whatever. And the Wild lost. Not only did they lose in overtime to like end their season, but they lost fucking 11 seconds into overtime. Like, oh. like it wasn't even worth resurfacing yeah, yeah, yeah. the ice, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, I guess I'll work overtime, I guess. And the crowd was kind of like, uh uh-huh, yeah, whatever. And I was like, speaking of that, did anybody see that wild game last night? And crickets in the crowd, you know? Like, I was like, wow, a bunch of fucking, you guys don't like hockey. Like, what the heck? Like, and then I was like, all right, what can we, what can we talk about, you know? Uh, all right. Well, you guys like weed? <laughs> Crickets again. And then I fucking went off. Like something just snapped. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you idiots? Like this, I've been up here for half an hour. You love me. And now all of a sudden I ask you about hockey and weed. Two things I care about the most in my goddamn life. And none of you even like it. And how do we even connect? I'm not, I hate each and every one of you. I'm fucking leaving. And I threw the mic down and walked off the stage. And they loved it they fucking went crazy it was so fucking funny funny. and it was so like fun because i spent that first like 28 29 minutes establishing that i can laugh at myself i can joke around with all of them and then so then they knew that you weren't seriously and then they knew that i was just fucking around but like i it was so fun to me to find that moment because in my head i was like I don't know how I'm going to get off stage. Like, I don't want to leave on like a fucking, you know, little like pitter out or whatever you said. And like, I want to leave it good for the headliner. Yeah. And so I would like just to find that moment organically and then just have it like, because I felt the energy building as I was like yelling at them. And then I was just like, fuck it. I'm leaving right now. (laughs) And I was like, fuck you all. And just left stage and somebody fucking high fived me as I walked through the crowd. That's really funny. It's so fucking oh. funny. During COVID, they high fived you. Mm-hmm. That's risky. That's so yeah, funny. That's the did. first thing yeah. I thought too. Isn't you that know, funny? Isn't it funny watching movies and TV shows now where yeah. people are close together? They like, like handshake, what the yeah, fuck? and they're yeah. kissing. Yeah. You're like, Whoa. Uh, one of my favorite things that uh, Alex does when he's on stage and he tells a joke that that doesn't land, mm-hmm. he'll go, "Oops, oopsies," <laughs> <laughs> and it always gets a laugh because yeah. the crowd's like, "Yeah, you fucked up on that." That's one. funny. Not a very good joke. <laughs> and that and that's just being self aware. You know, like, all right, well, you didn't like that one. All right, it happens. That's so fun. I'm I'm glad. Like when I was thinking, I was excited that when Kim's uh, test results came back negative because I was yeah. like, I was so excited for you to be back on because, I mean, 
I try so hard when other comics are on to like make it this funny thing and, and mm-hmm. it has to be this hilarious thing. But like you're someone who can handle and appreciates like how important off stage is. Yeah. And so like, you know, I, I, I think people respect you and I don't know why. <laughs> and I think that it's, it's good to know that like, this isn't, it's not all laughs. Right. And there are some really fucking important things. Well, we can talk about important things and still laugh about it. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I was so happy to be able to come back. You know, like I explained to you why I'm even like up in this area today. You know, like it's so funny. But uh, we'll talk off the air. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, it it I was so glad to see your message and like be able to come back and uh, and do this one again. And like I, you know, I'll be around. So whenever we need to do it, because like. I feel like a lot of this stuff is important to talk yeah. about mm-hmm. because I mean, even recently, I mean, we're just going to be able to talk for another 10 hours after this. It's but fine like, with me, man. I recently watched a thing with Pete Davidson, uh, very obvious dealing with mental issues. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but to see he was on a podcast or a radio show or something sharing things about his mental health. And he brought up the fact that he is a cutter mm. and Myself, when I was younger, I would also cut at some points. And I will say that to even to this day, that is one part of my mental health that I am a little bit ashamed of. You know, I I don't understand it completely. Um, I just know that it would help in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I've always been a little bit ashamed of it. And to see Pete Davidson, who is, you know, on SNL, he's he's pretty famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, for to see him be so open about it makes me realize that we all should be. Yeah. You know, it made me feel so much less alone because that one little aspect, like yeah, I I'm very open about my depression. I'm very open about yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, handling it. But the self harm, the self harm aspect. Self-harm yeah. aspect. I feel like it gets a bad. Yeah, that's the. Well, it's it's crazy that so Whitney. Um, uh, she was on Tiger Belly. Whitney's recently. here as well. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Whitney. We'll give you a mic next time. Yeah. You talk um, too much on we'll your We'll save show. this for the pros. Yeah, but, yeah. but she uh, brought up this thing that I'd never heard of, which is emotional cutting. So like for people, if you can't wrap your head around why someone would physically do this thing, um, when you're sad and you put on a sad song to heighten your sadness... Yeah. Or to like marry it with something. Yeah. There are situations that people put themselves in. The emotional um, distress that you put on yourself, even though you know that you shouldn't. I mean, like there's other things that you should be doing to better your situation. But yes. you're putting that aside and saying, no, I want to be fucking sad right now. Mm-hmm. That's emotional cutter. Chris says I'm an emotional cutter because I even though I'm overwhelmed, I'll keep adding shit to my shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep like today. I mm-hmm. go getting a phone activated right. when I had other shit I needed to do and I was already very overwhelmed, but I'm like, no, I'll do it. Yeah. And then I'll bitch about it all night. What's interesting is um, running that entire month with an injured foot. Oh, yeah. That's self-harm. self-harm. Mm-hmm. It's 100% self-harm. Yeah. And like where I learned self-harm is when I was younger, when I was 13, 14, 15 years old, I used to ride uh, BMX bikes a lot. And like mm-hmm. all my friends, you know, like we would ride around. And if I was having a bad day or if I was upset, I would try to do tricks that I knew I wouldn't have any oh, chance at being able to do. I would go crash on purpose and not under, I understand it now, 
but I was not able to understand at the time that that was me taking out my self-harm, which then, you know, was like leading right into eventually just blading myself, blading yeah, my chest yeah. and my ankles and my shoulders and stuff like that. And, yeah. and so, I mean, now it's still something I struggle with, with, yeah. you know, pushing through the pain, you know, like, uh, you know, we're all pretty much the same age where we were still <gasps> like, kind of, well, Kim's much younger and prettier than all of us, but uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> we were so like, we're like the back edge of that generation. That's like, oh, you're not hurt. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not, oh. Like you're fine. Get the fuck over it. You know, like, and, and, you know, like I mentioned earlier, my favorite sport is hockey where like they're glorified for not leaving the ice. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I've seen a guy. They lose all their teeth. Yeah. And they're still, yeah. Yeah. They don't miss a shift. They spit their teeth into the trainer's hand. He puts them in a bag and they'll put them in later, you know, which to be fair, you know, you lose a couple of teeth. They're not going back in right away. What's the point? You know, if you can yeah. skate, you can skate. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, if you're out there like with a fucking torn ACL or something, that's not smart to keep skating. No, you know, no. Well, that, you couldn't. That but. sentence is so hilariously wild. You miss a couple of teeth, you miss a couple of teeth. Right. Like They're not going back in right away. Any normal adult, though, they lose one tooth. They're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like if I was sitting at my desk and a tooth fell out, I'd be like, <laughs> fuck, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm finishing the workday, man. I'm finishing that shift. Here's the thing. I've got more jokes. I've got to help these fucking people at my discount store. <laughs> uh, oh. Sorry, but <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> It's perfect. No, that was I perfect. Like I was a pincher. Ooh, a, oh, I've never, I've never heard I of that. I would pinch my upper thighs like, and twist. Oh. Because I wasn't good at the cutting thing. I also well, was I mean, not like, good at it. To be fair, I wasn't like good at it. I wasn't like carving <laughs> cool things in well, my I think No, but I mean like the like, blood thing grossed me out. Yeah, so yeah. I, was, See, that I pinched was, and that's twisted. That's what, what did it for me was the blood. the blood. It, it would yeah. make it, it would make yeah. it feel real i guess yeah. yeah and i don't know what's so therapeutic about it even people even pull right, their hair people i pull my beard hair still when i'm a little bit anxious when people like people who are not mma fighters mm -hmm. go out and train and and spar and do shit like that like it's the same thing kind of like just because yeah. it doesn't look like a blade if you're punching a punching bag because you're upset mm-hmm it doesn't necessarily feel good, but something about it feels good. Right, right. There's so, like, there's there. you release some type of endorphins when you do any type of self harm. Well, yeah, with, yeah. with um, so like uh, animals in zoos, like they can sure. tell when an animal is depressed uh, because instinctually there are things that they have to do throughout the day, every single day of their existence, in order to survive. Right. When that's taken away everything becomes insanely confusing and, and uh, they just, nothing makes any sense. Right. Right. So when us, like, even though our species is evolving and this and that, like at our core, those basic things have been taken away. Depression and things like that. Uh, we're, we're learning more and more that like, Older generations are like, I had no idea I was depressed. Right. I had no mm -hmm. idea that right. I had PTSD. So like, there's all of these things, like we're all monkeys in cages, basically. It's interesting that you bring up PTSD because when I first heard of PTSD, the only thing I heard was like soldiers from war. Yes. And so yep. like to hear 
the fact that like some of my friends or some people I care about are like, yeah, I have PTSD from this. I like the first time a friend of mine told me they have PTSD. I was like, you've never been to war. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, and, but now, you know, it's, it's really just any trauma. Yeah. It can be from any trauma whatsoever. And whatever you feel as a trauma, no one can tell you like, that wasn't, that wasn't traumatic enough there. It's, it's very unfortunate that a lot of people have that view of it. Like I, I've been able to, to change it a little bit, but you know, there are many, many people who in the world who still feel that like PTSD is for coming back from war and that's it. And if you like, you're making it up for attention if you have post-traumatic tra- stress disorder from like... I, I was just talking to a friend of mine and she, her child does treatments and in, after one treatment, he didn't come out very well and he was having a lot of neurological problems and then they had to bring him back to the ER mm-hmm. and, and then um, it's been probably about a year and a half, maybe two years since this happened and then she had to bring him for like speech therapy at the same place. And all of a sudden all these feelings like rushed back and it's like, Shoot. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's trauma. Like that's PTSD right there. But pe- like you just move forward. You don't think about it. You're like, man, nah, right. I, like I, I really dealt with that really well. And then all of a sudden a smell, a song, anything. Smells, all- <laughs> smells are so hard. Yeah. They are. And music too. Yeah. You're, we could do oh, a, a whole different episode about how music, how I feel about music and like, I go through stretches where I listen to music nonstop and then I go through stretches where I don't, I can't hear a note. Like I I have to turn it off completely. It's, it's so interesting. Yeah. Brains are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I say, I feel like I say once a week, but it's the whole like starving children in Africa, uh, Oh, um, like your trauma's not as bad as my trauma. Yeah, thing. yeah. Like know, you that. shouldn't just the the knowledge of bad things does not lessen your bad thing. Right. Almost never. I can't think of a single time when somebody was like, and then I learned about all of these starving children in Africa and I just mm-hmm. started licking every single plate clean. It's like, no. Right. Fucking your reality yeah. is. And I don't like when like you someone's telling you about things they're going through, but they know things you've gone through. Like I've gone through a lot of really bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And like someone will tell me, but I, I mean, you've got I don't care. Like I'm not my depression, whatever. I've My PTSD is, any, is not just because you experience that. We can be on equal playing fields. Yeah. That is fine. Yeah. Like don't. I, I hate when people do that, too, because it's right. like. No, no, no. You shouldn't. You can tell me things like yeah. that's fine. No, this is the time to talk about you. Like, yeah, I know I have my shit. Yeah, like, you know, I. have but it my doesn't shit. mean that it, like, like yeah. oh, you should be like, I shouldn't complain about my stuff because I know what you've gone through. Fuck. If it, you're hurting, mm-hmm. that's that's it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. Our hurt can still be on the same level. Yeah, Dude, I was I was glad that you said that you really enjoy White Claws right now. Like, right. There are people who are like afraid to mention that type of shit around me. And it's like, it it's it should only be bad if you're trying to force that on me. Right. If you're just talking about a fucking thing that you enjoy, my circumstance shouldn't take away from other people. Sure, sure, sure. So, sure. like, the fact that you didn't feel weird at all about saying that. Well, yeah, and, like, you know, like I said, when I first got, even got here today, like, you know, I, I asked, I forget what I even asked you, but I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that about you. Because, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I don't. 
I don't care. Like not oh. not from like an aspect of like, oh, I don't give a fuck about you no, no, as no, a yeah. person. It's like I just don't care. You know, like like that doesn't define you to me. Like I don't yeah, yeah. I don't see oh, that's my alcoholic friend Chris. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's just my friend. I forget his name sometimes, but I think Chris. Uh, you, know, you know what good I mean? Good Chris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, this is good Chris. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Uh, callback. <laughs> that was an excellent callback. Very good. Thank you, guys. But, like, I just, it, it's like, I just see you as Chris. You know what I mean? I see you as whatever you're, mm-hmm. Steph. And <laughs> that's funny. That was supposed to be Chris's name if he was a girl. That's oh, true. Stephanie, you, you could still be Steph. I Should think we, I could. You think we could change it? For sure. I'm a notary. So, <laughs> are you really? No, of course not. <laughs> what? Well, we, we keep finding out that people have that fucking job. It's so funny you said it's that. So funny. My yeah. mom is. That's the. That's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. So many people are notaries. It's mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Yeah. People need even, notaries for shit. I don't even I know, know what it means. What does it mean? <laughs> it's just a fancy just person that watches who, you sign your name and they're just legally spotting you. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. I keep forgetting where the camera. You missed from. how I started the show. I'm excited for you to see it later. <laughs> that's if I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Is like. <laughs> I mean, no offense. I'm not gonna listen to this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know sometimes I listen to it and I'm like, oh, okay. I I'm if some here's the thing. If I get feedback from specific people that are like, oh, I liked this part, I will go in and like find that. Part. I'll I'll go find that part and listen to it. But like for the most part, I like I I'm obviously having a good time. I enjoy. You know, I would come back here any time you guys want me to. But like, I just don't like. I would rather have this moment right now, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't, I don't need to relive it. It wasn't that good. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but like yeah. if I hear specific feedback and stuff, like I don't even listen to my own podcasts, you know, like uh, who edits it? Joe, we don't, we don't really edit. Oh. We just, we just go for See, it. See, I have to listen to each episode at least twice. Yeah, I mean, and, like, that's, and that's just no, well, no, no, no. That's I know, I'm just being. And asshole. then I start editing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I gotta listen to it two more times. <laughs> and then I listen to it on my way to work. We, I think we've only cut. I think maybe we've done like just over forty episodes or so. Uh, I think we've only had to cut something out of like two or three, where it was mm. just like a riff where I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or, <laughs> you know, I got a little too specific with something. It's always me we're cutting out, by the way. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, I mm-hmm. get cut a lot. Well, it's for Dude Absolutely. I have to edit shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call comics out. Like, I'm going to have to bleep out. I'm going to have to bleep out because I have to bleep out once a fucking week. <laughs> Keep saying Do you bleep those out? Yeah, yeah. I saved you, though. You don't have to bleep out the other one. I don't bleep out Ira. Okay. For the thing that he did. I don't know if you heard about that. But that night that you were there at Keller. So James and I. We'll cut this. Is this off the air? No, no, no. Okay. Because now I've said it. Oh, we're recording right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we've been recording this whole time. I think. I was oh, waiting for us to start. At least five minutes. <laughs> but uh, so James and I are sitting in a booth talking and Ira comes up and he sets that pitcher of beer that he was walking yeah, around yeah. with, set it down on the table. And I was like, oh, I thought like, you know, because of his hand, I was like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. And then he starts sliding it towards me. Mm. And I was like, okay. And I had that quick thought of like, okay, fellow comics, he's going to like pick it up at the last second and be like, ah, just fuck it with you. Slides it over, slides it off the table on top of my hands and goes, remember that? Oh. Remember how that feels? 
Interesting. And I was so shocked. Luckily, James is there. He was like, what the fuck, man? Knock what, it off. What is it? What? Did he say why he did it? No. He, and then he, he didn't seem embarrassed by it. Mm. He just picked it up and walked away. Interesting. Yeah. I think I remember that day. I mean, I do, I do remember that day, but I think I remember him being pretty tuned up that day. Yeah. And now we're going to cut this out. Yeah. I'm not going to cut it You already talked about it. Cut it out. No oh, one wants that to that was twice. a great about. We already talked about it. About yeah. But I mean, yeah, we, I, we've talked about that night a couple of times because like that yeah, mic's that's, that's on the fun. verge of being shut down. And <gasps> like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really weird that he would do that. It was super weird. And then right before I went on stage, he came up to me and he whispered in my ear, don't fuck this up. Oh yeah, that that happens a lot though with comedy. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my thing was, if the first thing hadn't happened, mm-hmm. that's normal, mm-hmm. fucking with each other. Mm-hmm. But the first thing happened, and I was like, "Thanks, man." There's a <laughs> there's a comic. Uh, I'm not gonna say who it is because you'll probably just bleep Chris it out Duke. anyway. Uh, there's a there's a comic named uh, we'll call him Dis Crook. He uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he's a headliner, and like the first couple of times he brought me out on the road and stuff. Uh, you know, I would I would be leaving stage, and like I was I was like, yeah, that went all right. You know, he would come back and he would just slap me on the back and go, ah, you'll get him next time. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. I thought you could say he slaps your butt every time. No, that would That's that would be really preferred. funny. It's really funny to be like, ah. Next, you know, almost. <laughs> You'll get there. It's so funny. It's really good. Uh, almost That's doesn't good count, shit. though. So True. Ooh, almost doesn't count. Unless you're in Fast and the Furious. If you're not first, you're last. almost counts. No, that's Ricky Bobby. Yeah, no, I'm just saying shit. We have to bleep out Ricky Bobby, too? I think we do. Oh, my God. That yeah. is fun sometimes to bleep out things when I haven't actually said anything bad. <laughs> when, you yeah, don't yeah, need, yeah. when you don't need to. <laughs> and then Chris will be like, come listen to this. It sounds so funny. And I'm like, what are you? And that's then I a, try in my head, like, what did he bleep out? I was there. That's a that. that's a bit on um, Kimmel. Kimmel does that. Unnecessary, oh, really? unnecessary censorship. Oh, that's funny. It, they take, like, political speeches and they fucking... Oh. Put in random oh, bleeps and I it's fucking hilarious. It's so funny because they'll bleep out his mouth. Do you know? Like, Can we talk about it. how happy I am? The elections are over. No. Okay. No. Absolutely. We're not. done with that. We're yeah, done with the talk about elections. No, I'm. I am also glad, but I am also nervous about the transfer of power. Yeah, we're not quite done yet. Yeah, yeah. we're on the verge of it's the civil war. It's too cold. War. It's too cold to protest. People just here. Home. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I hear Texas is booming. <laughs> where everyone moved to. Oof. Um all right. Well, Casey, tell us tell us all of the things, man. You I mean, you have a podcast with with uh what's his name? Joe Quill? Joe Joe something or other. <laughs> <laughs> now, Joe uh Joe and I bleep his name out for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we do Joke Quest 200. Uh, oh, that's right. I always which, say 2000 in my head. I know, I know because why it's, it's so fucking funny. It's my favorite <laughs> name of a podcast. Um there, are, it's a lot of fun actually. We all we do. I don't know if I need to explain it, but like, uh, what we do is we. It's Joe and I, and then we have a guest, and uh, everybody writes a handful of like one-liner jokes, essentially jokes you can fit on like a note card. Because mm-hmm. when we were doing this in the before times, we would write them on note cards, throw them all into a jar, and then randomly draw them out and read them. Okay. Uh, now because of COVID, we have to do it like virtually, where we put it in a Google form and then randomize <gasps> it and oh, send fun. it to each other. 
Um, so essentially we just have comics from, we've had comics from all over the country lately because we're not limited to physical space mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. Um, so we've had a couple really fun episodes and it's really starting to kind of like take off a little bit. Uh, and, uh, it's been fun. So if people enjoy, it's obviously much different than this. We don't get as serious as we have here, but we, you know, uh, it's a lot more lighthearted and a lot more fun and, uh, a lot shorter than, uh, five hours that we've been <laughs> recording now for sure so uh but no it's it's great check that out and then for the love of god just come out when comedy comes back just yeah, support your local just comics come, support your local just, businesses support your local comics well just, i mean where can people find uh i mean are you still doing social media stuff fuck or? no no uh <laughs> i actually uh i've deleted all the social media off my phone right now wow, good uh, for you. Wow. and it's been glorious my screen time was at like five hours last week this week it's at two so wow. i'm like i'm like i'm not missing any booking things right now so i took a lot of shit off my phone and i'm just i mean honestly like the time i spent staring at my phone i'm now just staring at the wall but like <laughs> I'm like, the wall needs that attention. Yeah, also. you know, like I'm not, I'm not like doing anything grand with my time, but I'm not staring at my phone, and that feels pretty good. Uh, if you want to, you can follow me on Instagram for my once a year post. Uh, it's just, my, it's just my name, Casey Flash, on there. Um, do you have a website? I do, but I haven't updated it since the before times. So. Oh, there's there's a couple BC, sketches on there. Before where, COVID? Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple wow. sketches up there. I don't know. I wrote a movie. If you are nice enough, I'll send you the script. You can read it if you want. That was, that was my my uh, project at the beginning of the shutdown. I was like, I'm going to fucking write a movie. So I wrote a movie. Wow. It sucks, but it's like 100 pages. So Oh, hell yeah, man. It's pretty fun. So oh. if anybody wants to read that, I don't know, send me an email or something, whatever. <laughs> there's not, there's nothing you can to do promote. It. You don't need to, whatever. I don't. No, I know. It's just funny to like, if anybody wants to see, read my screenplay, uh, just shoot me an email. I maybe I'll send it to you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit. You like? I might not get the ding on my phone because I don't have that. But you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I check my. Okay. Uh, so the last thing uh, that we do, our listeners are called ducklings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we say au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. Au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. I have to do this? Yeah. <sighs> au revoir, right? Au revoir, sure. little ducklings, quack, 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 quack. <laughs> <laughs>